Coming to you from the weirdest city in the world, Austin, Texas. This is the Sports Buzz. With your host Spencer Spillman. God damn it, man. I swear you guys whip on me 13 or 14 more times. I'm out of here. And his co-host, Zach Chandonet. What? Did we just become best friends? Yep. And of course, the extremely unqualified producer, Ballad. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I know I'm doing it really, really well. Time to sit back, crack open a cold one, and enjoy the ride. Here's your host, Spencer Spillman. What's up, everybody? We are back for another episode of the Sports Buzz. I'm your host, Spencer Spillman. My co-host, as always... Zach Chandonet, thanks for showing up. Absolutely, man. Even though you were a little late today. And, man, our producer ballot. I gotta give props. I gotta give props off the top here. Um, you know, ballot has hooked it up. He got us a sponsorship. And we always give him crap that he doesn't know what he's doing. Which he still doesn't know what he's doing. I still love but he here. took over. he took over the role of making the rundown. And not only did he print out everything, and it's all in different colored ink, and looks like a link, but he sent us a PDF file to where I can literally go and just click on the game, and he's better than most. He's better than most. I'll be damned. Yeah, well, you know, just uh, just trying to pull my weight around here, and uh, and don't don't be talking too much about that color ink. This is uh, this is company paper and ink we're working oh, here. Oh, yeah, my bad. Uh, my bad. I doubt any one of my company listens to this though, so totally fine. Well, happy to be here <laughs> and, and and happy to host you guys tonight. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for hosting. Um, like I said, I am the host of the show. Um, but yeah, we do appreciate you hosting us in your in your beautiful home here, in this tiny little room. Hey, it's an upgrade. We got a bigger room than we have had. Well, we have a bigger table for sure. We could spread out a little bit. And consider it's only half a table. True. True. Imagine if we had the whole thing. Imagine that. Um, Need a bigger room. <laughs> as always, as always, the uh, the sports buzz is sponsored by our lovely sponsors out there in uh, in Westlake, Strangeland Brewery. Um, cheers to a good show, guys. Um, we will be drinking the Strangeland pills all night. And you know the brewery. You guys got to go check out the brewery if you haven't. Uh, those of you listening. Um, the three of us have been out there, and some of our friends and family. The brewery is located out there at Bee Caves and, and 360, right there behind Hat Creek Burger. It's uh, it's a really cool location, man. I want to go back when the weather's a little bit nicer. It was kind of rainy when we went for your birthday, Zach. Yep. Um, but I do want to go out there. They got some nice little outside benches and kind of patio seats, and then the brewery inside is really cool. Uh, so you guys got to go check it out. They got tours. They're open Friday and Saturday every single week. From five to nine o'clock, um, they got fourteen beers on tap. So go out and try all their uh, all the beers. Go out and try all their special beers. Um, they got stuff that they don't sell in stores, which is really cool. And um, 
you know, you can pick up their flagship collection at uh, at HEB, uh, Whole Foods, Specs, local bottle shops, and uh, the flagship actually has the Austinite Pills, which we're drinking tonight, the Allmania, which I think, Ballad, you were drinking some of that earlier this evening. I was drinking a little bit earlier. I got a few more uh, on reserve. We got a few. Um, the, uh, the entire Porter... And the Plowshare, which is my personal favorite, I gotta say. I'm a fan of the Plowshare. We haven't had it in two weeks, so I think you might want to talk to the guys out there. Gotta talk to Adam and Jen, bit. the boys, man. Just... Hey, you know, I, I take what they give us, and I take <laughs> it with a smile. I, I, I do too, and I drink it we and drink enjoy it, it every single week. As big a smile. Yeah, check them out. Uh, check out Strangeland on Facebook, on Twitter. They are at Strangeland Brew on Twitter. Their Facebook, just search Strangeland Brewery. Uh, you will not be disappointed. I promise you that. We uh, speaking we of social media, check us out. Sports Buzz. We are at Sports Buzz TX on Facebook and Twitter. You can find us on SoundCloud. I'm We're at, on SoundCloud. I'm at FrenchBean89 on Twitter. I'm always up for a conversation. It's always down for a self plug too. Z Ballad. Z Ballad. I'm usually there just to complain, uh, but that's always fun too. So yeah. come complain yeah. with me. Well, and he, he likes to uh, to tweet his fantasy players to give them a little encouragement for the week too. I've noticed that in the, in the hey, past. Little, little pep talk never hurt nobody, right, Ballad? Yeah, that's true. Can't that's do true. no harm. Um, I'm Spencer underscore Spumman on Twitter. Uh, if you are going to our SoundCloud, which we do appreciate you if you are listening, just uh, go into the search bar, search the Sports Buzz. Uh, you'll find us with the. Uh, the logo of a full cup of beer. That's us. Um, yeah, guys, what y'all do this weekend? Zach, start with you. Well, uh, shout out, shout out to my little sis Emily. Happy twenty first birthday. She had a birthday on Sunday, so uh, me and the old missus went out of uh, town, went to College Station, a little ways down the road. Uh-oh. You know, you may, you may have heard about it. Yeah, we uh, we went out to. To Northgate, celebrated her twenty first with her roommates and some other friends. Had a had a grand old time out there. It was uh, it's one of those times that it's weird being on the older side of it and yeah. having a little bit more reserve. Yeah, because most of the bars down in Northgate are eighteen and up. So yeah, a lot of people can get in there. It was a lot of young kids. It was an interesting time, but yeah, uh, I'm sorry. But we all had fun. I'm so, sorry that Johnny wasn't there. He had to go show his face in New York at the Heisman. Yeah, he, had, he was busy. Uh, we'll talk about the Heisman here in a second. Um, but I do want to say happy birthday to uh, little Chandonet, my little sister growing up. Um, we, you and I have known each other since uh, we were I was we, five we little six things, years old. Man, yeah. Yeah. Um, too long, honestly, in my opinion. But yeah, Emily's always kind of been that little sister I never had. All I have is one brother. Um, but we'll get off that. I didn't really do anything this week. I worked and Christmas shopped and so it was, it was hectic. You know, I tried to go to the outlet mall. I hate going there anytime that it's not hey. peak time. I only go during peak time because I, I procrastinate till the very end. And so of course I had to deal with that, but you know, it, it worked out. I got a few things I needed. So I got a few more, but Ballad, did you do anything interesting? Uh, well, so since it's 2016, I do Christmas shopping the smart way on Amazon, and I, I had some Christmas <laughs> presents come in, and I, I had another present I had come in, 
uh, that I was fun to play, uh, excited to get, you know, around Christmas time, you end up shopping for yourself. Oh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I did that too. Every now and then, you got to. You got, got to. Got myself one of those, uh, those Amazon Echoes, the Alexa. Yeah. Oh. And, and she was gonna join us for the show today, but she was not being on her best behavior. She was being a little sassy when we were out there in the kitchen. A little bit sassy. So, uh, she's in the kitchen where, where she belongs, and, uh... <laughs> And and she might make an appearance next week if she's uh, feeling a little better, but we're still breaking her in, so yeah. it's been fun though. Yeah, she, it was fun messing around, but yeah, she was being kind of sassy and and talking back to us. But uh, yeah, let's go ahead, like we were talking about, let's go ahead and jump right into the hype and talk. Did you guys watch any of it? I didn't watch a single second of it. I watched it, only the presentation of the winner. I literally waited till the very end, <laughs> turned it over, and if it wasn't the presentation, I went back to what I was watching. Um, Ballad, did you watch any of it? Uh, I did not. I watched the Peisman, though. Do you guys watch the Peisman? I have no clue what that is. The Peisman is the Heisman Award for the best athletic play by a offensive lineman every year. And that is hilarious. <laughs> way, way better than the, than the Heisman. Can, can you report on who won the Peisman? Uh, I will be able to later when I find... I, I don't remember. <laughs> these these guys are... These people, you don't know them. They're O-linemen. You don't know their names. But I'll, I'll bring that that's, to you that's later. Um, as we kind of expected, Lamar Jackson won. No surprise. What I'm... So, I, I knew he was going to win, but I did make a friendly bet with a good friend of ours, Danny Middleton. Damn it, Danny! So... I do owe Danny a beer next time I see him. Although, Danny, we talked about it. It said Lamar was going to win, but just out of our prom queen talk that you and I had, Zach, I had to go with Deshaun just out of out of hope that maybe that would come true. It didn't, and then we had to see Lamar Jackson get up on stage with a stupid red coat hey, man. and stupid shoes with no stupid socks on. Hey, no uh, socks? Come on, man. You're wearing a suit. Take it easy, Bucky. Uh, I like the suit, man. The suit was a great look. He Get off my lawn! He represented his school colors. Uh, I like it, you know? Get he's off a, my lawn. He's only a sophomore. My mom was telling me that he was the youngest age-wise to win the high he school. He was, actually, yeah. So, that's a big deal. 20 years old. So, I mean... Because when Johnny won it as a technical freshman, he was a red shirt. Um, but yeah, and, youngest Heisman ever. So, was Jameis also a red shirt then? Because he won it as a I believe so, yeah. Year after. I believe okay. so. But yeah, uh, I mean, good for Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I, regardless of the suit, he was the most electrifying player in all of college sure. football this year, and he deservedly won the the best player in all of football. He so. went up on stage and said, oh, snap. Hey, man. Times, and, times are changing. And all, all Desmond Howard could look at was his feet and the fact that he was not wearing socks. And they called him out on it the other night. I think it was Dez that was looking at his feet. Desmond just could not get over the fact that he wasn't wearing socks. It was hideous. It I felt like Zach Ballard criticizing what he was wearing and how stupid he looked with no socks on. At least he didn't have a ridiculous He did not hat. have a stupid hat. He did not have a stupid hat. But not wearing bow socks. Wet bow tie, which is bold. But uh, if you wear a bow tie, you better wear socks. I'll say that. That's what I'm saying, well, man. The socks is... Really... He wore the slips, right? Like, they weren't true dress yeah, shoes. So, slips. I will say... That's the look for those that shoes, and I mean, it was a casual suit. I, I, I'm not gonna hate on it. I like the fashion forward the other, trend that the he's other going four with. Guys were, I like Lamar Jackson. Were classy and you solid know what? Colors. This is 2016. We're talking about Alexa in here. 
Why do we have to follow traditional fashion rules? I'm Lamar Jackson. Good on you, kid. I've, I've I'm proud the, of it. I've, I've got the Piesman winner. Okay. It was Brian O'Neill from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Okay. That's good. Um, That's cool. Congratulations. If y'all haven't seen the video yet, it's pretty awesome. I'll post it online. Who, who else everyone. was in this hunt, man? What has it got to be? Like Iowa and Wisconsin? Like teams Maybe like that? Maybe Penn State. Ohio no, State. The, three, the three finalists were some guy named Colton and Vincent. They don't have their last names listed on this website. <laughs> um... I'll show you guys the videos later. They're hilarious. They're all of offensive linemen scoring in some form or fashion. Oh, nice. It's not like who's the best offensive okay. lineman. Okay. It's who has the, the best, best O-line play. score. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. a nice. trick play or a fumble recovery. Awesome. Yeah, I think... Uh, I do like watching a fat man we'll, score. We'll post that to our, our Facebook. That, that's going to be a good one. Yeah. All right. Let's get into uh, kind of our... Last big college news before bowl games. Um, a lot of coaching changes hey, that have gone on since last week. Hey, a lot has happened, man. Yeah, so we talked about him a lot this year. Charlie Strong to South Florida. And South Florida is paying Charlie Strong $500,000 a season for the next two seasons, thanks to Texas's huge buyout that they have to pay. They played it smart. I'll tell you what. Yeah, South Florida's killing that deal. And then, I mean, he got a $5 million deal yeah. for, what, five years? Yeah. Or something like that, and it's all Somewhere. back heavy. It's so back I heavy. I mean, they went smart with it. They're going to they're gonna pay him nothing that he deserves the yeah. first two years because he's going to get paid from Texas. I heard, I heard on the horn, man, Bucky was saying, how funny would it be if he took a dollar for his first two seasons? <laughs> And took 50 cents per season and then just took everything at the end. I think that would be a little unfair. But I mean, it'd be funny, I, though. It, it just, would be. Just to show it in Texas just, just to have a joke about it, it would be great. Yeah. But I, yeah. I think that's the class of I think Charlie's Charlie gonna Strong. Do, I think Charlie's going to do a great job at South Florida. He can recruit the, the, that state. He recruits the East Coast very well. He yeah. recruits SEC and ACC country very well. I think he's back where he's comfortable. Yeah, and that's that's, that's where he sure. needs to be. He's not going to have all the media attention focused solely on him and and it's not going to be about winning so yeah. much you know it's about it's the about culture building. and the development building, yeah. which is what yeah, it yeah. was when he was there which is what he was doing at, at Texas. Louisville well, he was building and both doing it at Louisville and he, he got it to where it needed to be and that's what gave him a job uh, yeah I mean he, he's done it wherever he's gone and that's kind of the trend of Charlie Strong yeah. and I think USF is going to capitalize on it big time um so yeah good good for Charlie I do like him I think he's gonna gonna do well and and, Florida. and speaking of coaching changes, they just went through one. Willie Taggart, who's now the head coach at Oregon, yeah, uh, I think he's going to be a great replacement as far as that goes because it kind of keeps the culture and keeps the flow of how it was going. But speaking of Willie Taggart... Yeah, we'll see about that, man. I'm not sure. It's going to be a big school. It's a big school for a guy coming from South Florida. And to be under the, uh, the shadow of what Eugene Oregon is and and uh, Phil Knight and Nike and everything that goes on with Oregon and the flash and the shine. Yeah, I don't know if he's ready for that kind of attention based off of just how you look and, and the, the name on the, the front of the jersey, but yeah. I, mean, I think it's a splash in the sense that Willie is going to be able to take a team that kind of underachieved this year and what we thought mm-hmm. would be a better Oregon team in all honesty. Yeah. And he's got an opportunity, exactly, to go build on what they've got going for them. And 
you really don't get the kind of media attention that you get at a lot of these southern schools, these east coast schools, the Alabamas, the Texas, the Michigan, the Ohio States, things like that. Yeah. So I think it gives them an opportunity to kind of start to build without getting all the attention at first. Yeah. And I think that's going to be a really good thing. I think they're capitalizing on a coach who's on the upswing and kind of knows what he wants to do. Hey, semi-breaking news. Speaking of Oregon, the Colorado defensive coordinator, Jim Levitt, is that his name? Leviat? Leave it? There's a lot of vowels in this. Yeah. Um, is going I to Oregon that. as the Ducks' new defensive coordinator. Four-year deal. And he's going to be the highest-paid defensive coordinator in the Pac-12. I saw that earlier. That was, yeah, it's kind of a big deal. So pieces are coming together. Uh, I'm really high on Willie Taggart, just like I was high on Charlie Strong coming from Louisville to Texas. We'll see what happens. Charlie's story didn't go how it was planned, but... Different different circumstances. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Different teams. I mean, Oregon's only been good the past, what, five or six years? Chip Gell? Yeah. Yeah. Um, You saw how that's turned out for him (laughs) in the NFL. Good job leaving, bro. Um, Could have had a Duck Dynasty. Yeah. Yeah? I see what you did there. That was good. Quack, quack. Hey, it's on Netflix. Shut the hell up. It's on Netflix now. <laughs> yeah. It's on Netflix now. D two, the best one. Yeah, I'm just been talking about it. Speaking of teams that can only go up, Matt Rule comes from Temple. Talked about it last week a little bit. Comes to Baylor. He played for uh, I believe he played for Penn State. Played under Joe Paterno and Sandusky. Sandusky. That whole era. But Matt Rule comes to Baylor. And I don't know. I don't know what to think. I, I do think that that is one school that can only go up as far as um, culture, the, the and, culture yeah. and the image of yeah. the university. Absolutely. The university itself, academically, is a great university to go to. It's a beautiful campus. I have friends and family that go to currently at Baylor and have gone to Baylor. And I do want the best for for those students, but the university has put themselves in a really ugly place this past year and a half. And I do hope that Matt Rule can turn that program's image around. He's got a bunch of athletes that are going to be still there and coming there this year. And I think that they... They, they could be somebody to watch out for next year in the Big 12 if he can fix the culture within the time that he's there from now until the start of next season. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's good because you've got someone new coming in, so things are just naturally going to get shaken up. And, and they needed a shaken up to begin with. Yeah. But you also look, he just hired the Cedar Hill High School coach. Yes, he did. Who's huge in the Dallas area. Yeah. And I think that's going to be huge for the recruiting class. So as much as they've lost in the last couple years, because or this year because of this scandal and everything that's gone on in recruiting, I think he's come in and made some good hires that are really going to connect him to high school football in the state of Texas with good ties to some power programs, I think he could have a really huge recruiting class, um, and that could turn things around too. With a yeah. natural shakeup, I think he's going to get kind of a response, and there's going to be a change in the way the football program is operated and run, and that's obviously necessary for them at this point. But I think ultimately the thing you get out of this is that he's coming in with a fresh look as though We just need to turn this program into the right culture and the right drive, Mm -hmm. and we can turn things around, and naturally things will follow. Sure. So hopefully he does a great job there. You know, I mean, 
just given everything that's happened there at that school, you just want the best for them because yeah. you can't see things like this that have happened over the last several years at Baylor. And I, I wish all of the best to Matt Rule. Um, yeah. They're off to a good start, so we'll see. Yeah, we'll see if they can keep that football program And Baylor kind of hit a little, a little valley back when they had the basketball deal or the the basketball player yeah, shot and killed his teammate and they kind of all the players left and um got back to where they with with the athletes they had they got back to to what they were at the time i mean they they were very good for a while in basketball and football and then this just put a bad image on them so i do hope the best for matt rule hoping to bring it out of the valley um so let's go to the team that only the other the second team the only other team in the country to be undefeated other than Alabama um, was Western oh no it's Western Michigan I don't even know who Jeff Brom is so I don't know what Western Michigan means Val you, you put it down Western there Kentucky. Western Kentucky yeah I'm thinking Western Michigan the team that went undefeated but you'd be wrong yeah so you got anything on Jeff Brom just that he's going to Purdue, and he used to be at uh, Western Kentucky. I don't uh, don't spend much time watching either of these teams. Okay, cool. Um, but Thanks. it did happen. You really, I saw, you really I, set us up there. It set the pins up. Yeah, I know. I got all excited. Them. I was like, oh, wow, I didn't hear that one. Um, and there's a reason I didn't hear that, because it's Western Kentucky. Um, I think the go. biggest thing, let's 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 get it in Texas. The I yeah. think the last two on our list are kind of the biggest ones yeah. that we have left. We can run through the rest, but... Yeah, I do want to talk um, about the the Ohio, uh, the Cincinnati job here in a bit, but um, just because that ties in with Texas. Sure. Uh, Major Applewhite, my our guy, promoted our guy. Yeah. I, I'm so happy he beat out Lane Kiffin. I'm so happy, and I, I did not expect it. I'm, I'll be honest, I was very surprised, and I really thought the big name was going to be Lane Kiffin. But man, that's so good for Major. One of my probably one of my top five favorite Longhorns to ever play for UT and to earn that job after after working under Saban at Alabama and and working his way up to a to a full offensive coordinator position at Houston and then to get that head coaching job man that's so cool for him yeah I mean it's it's big news it's good for Houston keep it in-house kind of keep things under control as far as all the changes that are happening um, it's huge for recruiting. Man, I think only time will tell with this one, though. You know, I have yet to see like a real big moment for Major as a coach, and I think that's the one really big thing that he lacks. Is sure. there hasn't been that moment where you're like, "Damn, Major Applewhite has really put together some kind of offense here." Yeah. And so I think you know because credit goes to Tom Herman. He's an offensive coach. He's a quarterback coach. He helped Major come along in that Houston offense and and made him into what he is. And again, only time will tell. I, I only have the best wishes for for Major, but I think it's one of those things where it could be a a bust situation for Major if he's just not ready. Yeah. Um, but only time will tell. I wish sure. him the best luck. I think he I think he is ready. I think it's a good opportunity for him, especially to keep some consistency with the guy he's guys he's had and the team he's been with. So he's learned a lot over the last decade. I'll tell you that much. Oh yeah. And. Uh, I only wish him the best in this game. Valid, you got anything on Major? Uh, you know, I, I started reading into the reason why he couldn't come to Texas, and it seems so wishy-washy, and the, the details were, you know, well, kind of they, they kind of so. pushed that to the side. On the, uh, on the 
affair or whatever he had with yeah, the grad student. So yeah. I'm glad he ended up as a head coach in at Houston. Good for him. I'm you know wishing the best. I think well. that's I think that's what he wanted overall was a head coaching position, whether it be at Houston or somewhere else. Um, I think it's great that he got it at Houston. It's a big big time name in the country right now. Happy for Major. Um, and the guy who we all kind of thought was going to be in the talk of getting that job, Lane Kiffin, went from being the offensive coordinator at Alabama and having one of the easiest and best jobs in the country, takes a job as a head coach at Florida Atlantic. Why? He just wants to be a head coach again, man. I did hear, I I did hear that they didn't want him back. At Alabama, they well, said you don't have a job next year, so if you're going to get another job, you better take it. And I think he just jumped on the first place it called. Well, um, he's already made big news there. I don't know if you guys saw this, but he signed that um, Mississippi Community College quarterback, um, the uh, ex uh, Florida State quarterback. Yeah, he uh, DeAndre something. DeAndre something, I believe is correct. Yeah, something. That's uh, exactly. <laughs> but um, maybe I mean, it fixed that. Maybe it fixed that. Definitely nice. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that earlier, but um, I don't know, man. I'm I'm a big Lane Kiffin doubter. I don't like the guy. I don't don't like the culture he brings. I mean, after his embarrassing dismissal from Tennessee, he goes and hobbles to USC. And they kicked his ass out again. Has a fiasco that he gets removed again. And he gets another great opportunity with Alabama, and I mean, had success. He's going to win a ring this year. More than likely. Uh, I mean... It's almost sealed up, but we'll get into our picks. That'll be next week's show. But uh... well, so it's it's kind of funny. I, I was reading online in the interwebs, and if you look at Lane Kiffin's coaching career and you do it backwards, it makes a lot of sense. So so just listen to this. So Lane Kiffin, he started out as a budding head coach with lots of potential as a at a low profile Florida school. He parlayed that and his offensive prowess into a big-time OC position with the best teams of the SEC. Then he left to take a, one of the best head coaching jobs, naturally, USC. Finally, nearly after four seasons in Los Angeles, in the shadow of the NCAA loom coming at his doorstep, took off to the old Rocky Top. And just after one short season at Tennessee <laughs> and a few uh, terrible losses, Kiffin burned every bridge he had in Knoxville and went to the NFL to coach the Oakland Raiders. Oh my god! Like how hilarious is that? That's beautiful. That's that's well done. I wish I could take credit for writing that, but wow! Like is I that mean, perfect well or done. what? I mean, I just think that shows like that's hilarious. Isn't that hilarious? The lack of confidence that people have in Lane Kiffin as yeah. just a person to coach yeah. and lead people, and I mean. I, I, I'm just not a fan of Lane Kiffin. I think he's been a disgrace everywhere he's yeah. stepped foot in. I don't think he makes kids better at being men or players. I just think yeah. he shouldn't be a head coach anywhere. Have you all seen Absolutely that Daniel not. Tosh's Kiff, uh, Kiffin's Corner uh, spoofs? No, I haven't yeah. seen that. I'll show you those two later. Those are hilarious. We'll post those as well on social media. Uh, I do want to say congratulations to uh, former UT coach Jay Norvell. Uh, he got a head coaching job in Nevada. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Jay Norvell went from wide receiver coach at Arizona State to uh, to coach. the big man at head Nevada. Coach. So good for Jay Norvell. I, I mean, I don't have anything good to say about Nevada. Yeah, Ballard. 
Uh, no, I was going to point out he was also an OU coach, so I'm not, I'm not sure how happy I am about him. He didn't do great yeah. at UT, yeah, uh, so, <laughs> you know, good, right, good luck, I guess. Once a Longhorn, always a Longhorn. Um, the defensive coordinator at Ohio State, Luke Fickle, has taken the job at Cincinnati. The only reason I want to talk about Ohio State is because there's talks that their offensive coordinator currently is the number one guy that Texas is looking at. That's what I heard on the way over here, too. Um, Ed uh, Warner. Ed Warner. That is not the name. Uh, yeah, that's Ed, Ed I googled Warner. it. Ed Warner? That's a ESPN analyst. But no, it's not Warner. It's W-A-R-I-N-N-E-R. How would yeah. you pronounce that? Warner? Warner? What is it? Warner? That's spell, what I just spell said. Spell it one more time. Warner, basically. Warner. Either way, it's a big time. It's a big time name. It's definitely the biggest name I've heard for an OC job to come to Texas. Uh, that's the name that I'm hearing, and that'd be pretty big. Um, but we'll get off coaching because there's really nobody else to talk about. Um, obviously, Tom Herman at UT is trying to bring in his guys. He will bring, for the most part, I'm hearing that Houston's DC is going to be Tom Orlando. Yeah, Orlando's going to be the guy. Sort of heard. Jeff Ketchum seems pretty confident in that. Everybody's pretty confident in it within Orange Bloods and uh, the Longhorn inside crew. Um, I, yeah, and I think we're at the point where all of these head coaches are getting named and they're going to take the time to build the right staff. So yeah. come January, we're ready to go full swing and everybody will be set in their places. Yeah, you so. gotta you got to give it time. A lot of these guys, I mean, I think they only have a couple more days or a I mean, week left. If you're looking for the best, you're looking for guys who are in bowl games right now. So. Yeah, and that's and that's what Herman's going to do, and he's going to go after. He's going to get his guys. Warren, Warriner, Werner, Warriner. Ed. Edward. Ed. We'll call him Ed. Um, that's his name. So we only had one game to pick this past week, and, uh, man, we suck. We <laughs> Not picked, good. We picked Navy thinking they were good. and uh, <laughs> They played pretty good all season. <laughs> All season until um, they met the uh, the Black Knights. Is that their the Black Knights of Army. The Black Knights came came to play and uh, got the win. First time since what? Oh one. Fourteen straight said. is what Navy had going. Two thousand one was yeah. the last time Army beat the midshipmen, and uh, yeah, it was. It was a cool scene after the game, watching everybody run on the field. But we suck at picks is really what I was trying to get at. Yeah, I mean, shout out to the heroes, our men and women in the armed forces. Yeah. Um, gr- it was a great game, man. Yeah. I mean, honestly, just watching it from a perspective of who cares what either team is ranked or anything that matters, the game itself was incredibly awesome. and yeah. just it's always an incredibly humbling feeling to watch that game and just kind of see the atmosphere because knowing that that's the future of our armed forces. Yeah, win, lose, or draw, everybody's having they're a good still time. On they're the same, all they're still on the, the same, same team. team. Yeah, and and that was just really cool. Yeah. Well, speaking of picks and how much we suck, um, we do have a a bull pick'em contest that is going on at poolhost.com. So please check that out. We were talking a little bit about awards and punishments, and um, let's talk about first the the awards that we're going to give out to uh, our listener who has the best record. 
Val, do you want to tell us about it? Yes, and before I do, I have to mention that you have to have your your picks in before December 17th. That's Saturday, right? That is Saturday. If I if I was you, a listener, I would get your picks in by Friday just to just to be safe. Uh, go to poolhost.com, register as a user. Uh, go to the public pools. Our pool name is Sports Buzz Pick'em Contest. The pool ID is Sports Buzz TX. If they ask you for a password, it's Austin TX, capital TX, and... And the A, I believe, right? Uh, and the A, yes. Uh, the A, the T, and the X. But not the T in Austin. Oh, God, our, our listeners are going to mess this up. I can, uh, we're going to get text messages. Check it out. We'll, we'll Check it out on our Facebook. We'll we're gonna, we Facebook. have all that stuff up there. That's It's going to be perfect. So what, but, are the, what, are the, what are the listeners going to win if... Who's the, the lucky winner... If they so happen to beat us, the the lucky winner. If you are able to beat one of us, mm-hmm. we are going to deliver or ship you a a case of Strangeland Brew, the the, the flagship twelve pack. Yes, flagship twelve pack. Yeah, we'll, say, we'll say a case. We'll do we'll do two twelve packs of the flagship. Just just because we're feeling generous. It's a it's a giving season. That's a heavy ship. I mean, that's gonna we'll, we're gonna look at how much it is to ship that kind of stuff. We'll ship them separate. Okay. One beer at a time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For the next <laughs> 12 months. <laughs> so 24 beers from Strangeland Brew. We'll send those out to you guys. Um, We're saying and and not, e- not even if you beat us. The, the, the listener. Top, top listener? Top listener. Sounds like a plan. Um, we will have no awards for us because we're horrible at picks. And, we're, the, we're the experts. And we're the all. experts, so we should win. Um, but... What are we gonna do for the loser of the three of us? I mean, what well, do you, what do you guys think, Zach? Yeah, we, we talked about this last week, man, and we're gonna have to come up with something. You know, one of the things I was thinking about: maybe the loser dresses like a baby and has to parade around a park. <laughs> you know, that's that's always an option. It's not bad. Those are always it's gold. Ballad, do you think of anything? You know, I thought that maybe the the loser. I think also public place. Maybe we, uh, mm. you know, I've still got those onesies. I got my kangaroo it's onesie. It's got to be in public, yeah. We go out to 6th Street one night. We'll, we'll all get hammered on Trangeland Brew, uh, beer for any occasion. And we could, and the, the loser would have to wear one of the onesies. I have pandas. I have uh, no, I got kangaroos. Are, I got lots of different onesies. Look, guys, public embarrassment for a night is nothing. That's easy. This has got to be something serious. Well, you got you got something in mind, Spencer? Yeah, I'm thinking tattoo. <laughs> I'm thinking Strange Land Brewery tattoo. Pulling a get Brandon the, Jones thought out of last week. Get for the this SLB. One, right? I think Jones was right on the money. I hate that guy. I think we're doing it. That's got to be the one. It's got to be. It's got to be something you take serious. I've well, seen you guys don't even have your picks in yet, so uh, I, I'm good with that too. You know, I'm the old classic pen and paper kind of guy. I got to work some things out. Uh, I'll get him in there. I'm going to do it at the last minute, like the 11th hour, and just on a hunch. Just but, but don't you is, worry, Ballad. We'll we'll get these things I, in I can't wait to get a text from Spencer, like, Hoping it probably around like 11 o'clock on Saturday. If it's going to be like, hey, uh, what's the website to get those pics in at? And I'm having trouble getting registered, and I'm going to text him back a big smiley face. <laughs> Yeah, just a think. big picture of a face tattoo on Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. That'd be great. Um, so, so get your picks in, get listeners. In. We will um, get ours in. Me and Zach will get ours in. Mine will be in tomorrow. I can guarantee that. I'll do it Friday. Perfect. 
that's plenty before the date. So I agree. But, but speaking of, of Strangeland Brew, Ballad, I think we can get some refills in here. Yeah, some more beers. I think we're in. running low on some Strangeland. I need a beer as well. Make it quick, because we're going to do some, some picks on air here. All right. Yeah, we're going to start talking about uh, some of the upcoming bowl games. We'll give you a little preview into what our, our brackets are looking yeah, like our for, main, for these pick'ems. Our main bowl pick week will be uh, will be next week, and we'll get into that. I do have um, kind of a big announcement for next week's show, and uh, we'll save that. For uh, right before our NFL segment, Ooh, right a little later. Yeah, so we'll we'll talk about a, a big announcement for next week's show. Stay tuned, everyone. Spencer's got something in the works. I got something. I got something. I talked to some people, and we got something in the works. Um, so the first game is the Air Force Reserve Celebration Bowl, being played at the Georgia Dome in Hotlanta. In Hotlanta, should be a good one. Yeah. Um, because it's a matchup of two huge competitors. Two Goliaths in the the world of North Carolina Central versus Grambling. Mediocre sports. That'll be uh, December the seventeenth. That is Saturday, and uh, spreads uh, fifteen and a half. For who? Uh, Grambling minus fifteen and a half. Uh, yeah. So. It's a bowl game. It is the first bowl game, which is all of the excitement that eludes this game. Oh, yeah. Um, I think I've watched maybe five quarters of Grambling football in all of my life, and I think it's just because I was having an itch for football. I, I don't even know how you have a stat on that. You guys ever watch the Black Super Bowl on, uh, on uh, Thanksgiving? Grambling versus Southern? No? <laughs> I've heard of this. And like I said... Maybe five quarters of my whole life. Most of it is probably from that game at different years. I just want to apologize to anybody who listens to this show and just heard Zach Ballard say the Black Super Bowl. That's, that's what it's called. Well, they can't call it the Super Bowl because the Super Bowl is trademarked. But anyone who goes to those schools, that's what it's called. You can check the interwebs. Yeah. Okay. Um, well. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anyone's going to disagree with them either. Who are you picking? Um, I got Grambling in this game, of course. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Zach? Hey, like I said, I've watched maybe five quarters of Grambling football my whole life. And I bet I've watched zero North yeah. Carolina Central. I'm going Grambling. Yeah. I'm going those big yellow G's on the side of the helmet. Man. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it Grambling because, like I said, like you said, I know nothing about North Carolina Central. Um, but guys, the gift suite for this, Oakley sunglasses, oh. Bluetooth earbuds, a beanie, and a selfie stick. Hey, look at that. How nice. Hey. You can stay warm and good take job, home great memories. Good job, student athletes. Student athletes. <laughs> good ones. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, the Gildan New Mexico Bowl. Which, of course, is the University of New Mexico, the Lobos, <laughs> against... Los Lobos. Texas San Antonio, UTSA, our neighbors from just down I-35. Yo, Roadrunners, man. I gotta go Roadrunners. What's the spread on this? 
spread on this game. He's going blind spread picking right now. Yeah, well, both of us did. Well, there it's a pick'em contest. Who? Who did I? You said UTSA, yeah. Oh, I said they're the Roadrunners. Oh, oh yeah. I you said you were going Roadrunners. What is, is the spread? Minus minus seven, New Mexico. Oh yeah, for sure. Are we taking? Are we are we playing this as spreads or pick'em? It's a pick'em. Okay, yeah. So thought. you want UTSA in this one? That's yes. what he said. Yes, I'm going to. I'm, he's got. Yes, I'm going for UTSA. I I already said it. He's keeping in Texas. It's man. been circled. I circled it. But you know Good what? For you. I'm pretty sure Lobos eat Roadrunners. Go with New Mexico in this one. Mm. That's that's uh, actually uh, National Geographic stat. Yeah, I'm with I'm with Zach here. I'm taking the the basically the home team in this game <laughs> against UTSA. Their their first bowl appearance ever. Yes. They, they probably got a lot to play for, but traveling against a home, basically a home team. Even the They're going to be there for like a week and a half probably before the game. It's not even traveling. Like a month rested. Well, they, I don't have probably, the sources Spencer has. I they're, they're probably gonna be going to drive there so close. So you got any good gifts that are going to be handed out for this what's one? The, what's <sighs> the get best goodie in the bag? Well, so I will lie to you guys. Um, there actually are not listed gifts for the first game we talked about, and I wrote, wrote uh, read the gifts for the first game for this game. So just whatever I said for that last game, just apply it to this one. Mm, and let's move on to the Las Vegas Bowl, presented by Geico. Let's go so North Carolina Central and Grambling get nothing. They get a high five for even making a bowl. I'm not sure that's the case. But it's New just Mexico, not listed. It's just not New listed Mexico in my and list. UTSA get a beanie Sunglasses. and uh, Also, a stadium blanket from uh, from Jalen. Oh, that's not bad. <laughs> I think it's in here. case you're cold in the middle of the game. It's but out moving out more west, going to Las so Vegas, one of, Nevada. One of Ballad's uncle's favorite places to ever go. Hey, and I'll be going out there next year. It's a fun place. Um, the Las Vegas, the Las Vegas Bowl, by Geico. Presented by Geico. And we got our team that uh, underachieved in the the old Cougs. The Houston Cougars facing off against the San Diego State. What are they? The Spiders. Ooh. Sure. I think you're thinking of San Jose State. Mm, am I? No, I think San Diego State's a Spider. Bro. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you on that one. Oh, look at oh, the Aztecs, the Aztecs. Yeah, you're right. That's you're right. uh, old oh, yeah. Pumphrey. Yeah. Pumphrey and the boys. Yeah. Um, look, I think it's Pumphrey versus Greg Ward Jr. I think Houston's got vengeance on their mind for old Tom Herman. I like Houston in this one, man. Yeah. I think I think they've Major been a good White's team. first game as a coach. Yeah. So, I think it should be a good one. I think it'll be a high scoring game, but. I'm going to go with Houston. Should I'm going to go with the we gut. Got a spread here? I'm going to keep it Texas. Yes, the spread on this game, the Las Vegas Bowl, Houston minus three and a half. A little close. Yeah, closer than I kind of thought. Um, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm I'm going to stick to my guns. I already picked UTSA, so of course I'm picking Houston. I'm not going to go for San Diego State. I do like San Diego State's logo, though. I'm taking San cool. Diego State. I don't like a, a team switching coaches right before a bowl game, although I love the switch. I like. I think Major's going to be good. Give me San Diego State and that number two running back in the country. Yeah, number two behind who? Yeah. Devontae Foreman, baby. What's up? So, Deontay? We, we completely forgot to go um, and talk about that. He did win the... Uh, Doak Walker? The Doak Walker Award for best running back. Hey. 
The only so other goes, running back to win it at UT other than Ricky Williams. It's the only other one to have 2,000 yards at UT as well. You know so. why Earl Campbell didn't win it? Trivia question. Who beat Earl Campbell in the Doak Walker Award? <clears throat> I have no idea. Barry's not that old. The answer is nobody. It's a trick question because the didn't award exist. did not exist. Oh. But, well. But, yeah, yeah. See, I, I got trivia questions well, too. That's why we majored in business and not history. Well, <laughs> I, I, got, I got a trivia question for this Las Vegas Bowl by, presented by Geico. Um, do you guys know how many minutes it takes to save 15% on your car insurance? Anybody? I'd say 15 minutes. No. Have you been watching the commercials? It takes half that long. With Progressive. <laughs> mm. Okay, that was a really good stat. Thank you, Ballard. Did you pick? Did you make a pick here? Oh, you picked San Diego yeah, State. San Diego State. Let's move on to the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, Ray, the Raycom Media <laughs> Camellia Bowl. That is in uh, at the Crampton Bowl in Montgomery, Alabama. <laughs> this just sounds like a whole lot of bad. With... Appalachian State against Toledo. And I gotta say, I've maybe watched like five minutes of Appalachian State my whole life, but it seems to come at the end of games. When they're winning? Wins. When they're winning. <laughs> I'm gonna take Appalachian State in this one. What's the spread on this one, Ballad? It's a pick 'em. Oh, we gotta straight pick 'em. Yeah, I'm going Appalachian State too. As am I. Wow. And these lucky guys. Sleep on this one. So the, it's it's interesting. On, on all these gift listings, they get something called a gift suite. It's not defined. Um, I, I choose to believe it's everyone gets a car as part of your gift suite. Uh, yeah, so probably not. A fossil watch, a, a coin. Fossil. Just the word coin is listed on the list of gifts mm-hmm. they get. So like a like a Raycom coin. Um, maybe probably Raycom Media. It might be likely. some sort of memorabilia or something like that. Just a coin. Something that'll probably be traded for tattoos later. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Too soon, Ohio State? Too and, soon. and apparently everyone's going to get an autographed ball from this game. So Who's autographed? <laughs> they get their own autographs? Undefined. 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 <laughs> I'm trying to think of somebody in Alabama that would sign a football. From the Crampton Bowl in Montgomery. Nick Saban, maybe? No, he's too busy. He's, he hasn't slept in a week. Still trying probably to figure out. Probably won't sleep. Yeah, he probably won't sleep until the national championship game. Um, yeah, so let's move on to the Auto Nation. Auto Nation! The Cure Bowl at the Camping World Stadium in Orlando, Florida. Got a spread over there on uh, UCF versus Arkansas State, who is in the which conference? The Sunbelt. That is correct. You're wrong. I was wrong. Uh, Central Florida, a six-point favorite in this game. Hmm. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. I don't know. I don't know anything about this. The Knights, Central Florida, is that right? Yes. Wait, Sounds Bort- right. Wait, Central Bortles? Florida, the Knights, yes. Is that Bortles? That's what I know. Wait, he went to Central Florida? He had to. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, we'll see. We'll check that. He had to. He wears stupid gold jerseys all the time, I mean... That's probably why they wear Good those point. ugly color. Central Florida, ones. I want to say they were the team that beat or almost beat Texas down in the Orange Bowl one year in a regular season. I don't want that way. They I'm did. Pretty right? sure they beat us. Yeah, I think they beat us. It's in a bowl game. Uh, but either way, yeah. Central Florida, Arkansas State, 
I know Arkansas State beat the dog crap out of Texas State this year. Come on, let's see. <sighs> well, who you got in this game, Zach? Well, I'll tell you what. They did beat the dog crap out of Texas State, but Texas State itself is dog crap. So They have a great recruiting class coming in, though. They could they could get a lot better in in future years, but as for now, first year coach. All I know, was. Blake Bortles. First year coach. Maybe he left some juju back there because he's oh, no I good know. in the NFL. I'm going with UCF. Uh, Spencer got to pick on this one. Sure, let's uh, <laughs> let's just take a gander here and um, yeah, I don't, I don't ever think we got a lot of good to get to. Yeah. I have no. I mean, we don't have that many left in college. I mean, yeah, I'll just, I'll just go with. But the listeners are impatiently waiting. And these are our official picks, but yeah, for for the air. I mean, I'm just gonna, I'm literally just gonna pick these exact teams that I'm circling and picking tonight. So yeah, I'm gonna go UCF because Arkansas State plays in the Sun Belt Conference. Yeah, we agree there. Blake Bortles. All right, next up is the R. R and L. L. Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Wait, did you did you have any gifts from the Auto Nation Care Bowl? They you know, they're, they're, they're getting a lot of the same stuff that everyone else is getting, but they're also getting a sports watch. Mm. Undefined what that means. Probably the uh, Apple sports watch. Probably better than the fossil watch. Some warm up yeah. jacket and pants, as if they did not have enough of those already. No, no, they didn't get enough. And a, a portable charger. Doesn't say what it's going to be a charger for. Just as a portable charger. I just want his battery. Probably to go with the the electric cars you're all getting in the gift suite. You know, yeah. you have a charger yeah. for that electric yeah. car you're getting. Um. So moving on to uh, another sweet location for a college student to go. For, Why uh, is that on cardstock? I was I was gonna say. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the quality of paper there in that tear. Was I, I, why didn't we get those in gold? Our <laughs> I, I print these off at the office, and I started printing stuff, and I went over to grab it because I don't want my boss to know I'm printing on his printer using company, on company his paper. Money. And I go there, and someone had loaded cardstock into the printer. I'm sure it was for some marketing reason. Uh, this, I mean, I'm sure this paper is way more expensive than the normal paper. Oh, they were probably about to print out a bunch of flyers. Probably someone's going to help me in my job. Like, I'm, I'm probably yeah, you took the all company. their paper on on your uh, your. Gift. Um, but that's how uh, that's how we have this nice cardstock, which I'll probably reuse. I'll probably turn it over and do something on it. Well, I don't want to go to waste. I would hope yeah. so. Um, yeah. Yeah. So back to the <laughs> RNL Carriers Bowl in New Orleans. Sorry to take a detour there, folks. Yeah. No, that was a good call out. Um, at the Superdome, got the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I <laughs> didn't want to be wanna, very clear. They, miss, they rebuilt that for a specific. I don't want to miss the sponsor there. My bad. Um, They're not sponsoring us. Southern sponsor. Mississippi <laughs> is playing another Sun Belt team in Louisiana Lafayette. Raging Cajuns. The Raging. Shout out to Cajuns. Evan Perry. <laughs> He's just got these random spots right now. Evan Perry. Evan Perry, my buddy who played center at Louisiana Lafayette. Um, and I'll tell you, well, we'll do this part earlier. These guys are getting hosed on the gifts. They're getting a, <laughs> oh, no. they're getting oh, a gift suite and a fossil watch. When my buddy Evan Perry played in this bowl, 
He got a, a damn 55 inch smart TV. <laughs> what? I'm not joking, dude. Like, it, I mean, he pawned that because he wasn't doing very well at the time. But I mean, he he got the whole thing. It was ridiculous. <laughs> Evan Perry, we're gonna need you to come on. Here oh, we gotta have Evan Perry the on the show. We gotta have him on the show now. So good. He's oh, a busy what is, guy. We can see though. What is the spread in this game? Uh, the spread in the New Orleans Bowl, Southern Mississippi, a three and a half point favorite over the Cajuns from Lafayette. Southern Miss lost to Charlotte, so <laughs> you know I'm just going on style of food that I like and yeah. I like that spice from the Cajuns. I don't want to be all, game. I don't want to be clogged up with all that gravy and biscuits. Uh, I'm going Raging Cajuns. I'm taking Raging Cajuns. Evan well, Perry, this like, is for you. Is this for Evan Perry and his 55-inch smart TV that he does not have <laughs> anymore? Hope got Sorry that if we got you in trouble. Well, Balor got you in trouble, but... Um, it's yeah, I'm, I'm going basic based only on the fact that they lost to the University of Charlotte. Uh, I'm taking Southern Miss in spite of my one of my best friends, wow. Evan Perry. That's um, how much he thinks of you, Evan. Oh, he knows how little I think of him. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Wonderful. What's the next game? Friends anymore. Next game, we got Central Michigan playing Tulsa. The Miami Beach Bowl. Sunny Marlins Park in the Miami. Miami Beach Bowl. That's they're a good bowl. A, they're playing on a like, baseball. or a location at least. Oh yeah, they're playing on a baseball field. Especially if you're coming from Central Michigan. Yeah, you gotta like that. Well, and Tulsa, Oklahoma. I mean, it's Oklahoma, so Tulsa's fun. a twelve point favorite in this game. Hmm. That sounds about right. It's Central Michigan. I mean, come on. Anybody? Anybody got anything here? I know Tulsa is red, white, and blue. I'm all about America. So, naturally... I don't think that's true. Tell me that's not true. I'm pretty sure that's true. Their mascot, their name is the Golden Hurricane. Doesn't mean they're not red, white, and blue. They have blue and black and a little bit of red. Who says? this? What are you looking at? <laughs> I'll tell you this. They must not yes, have it's a little bit very of red, good white, prizes. Look at, Look at that. I mean... You're just doubting America right now, Spencer, and I'm not going to have it. I'm going to Tulsa on this one. Okay. They must have terrible, uh, like terrible prizes because they're they're not even listed on this thing. Mm, oh boy, that's not good. They're getting not shafted. Good. I guess they they get to go to Miami from those terrible places they live in. That's so. a fine pick. Um, a, I mean, they good they beat they beat Memphis. Tulsa beat Memphis, and then uh, Memphis beat Houston. And so then, and then all la Tulsa's beaten Oklahoma this year, and that's a big deal. And Louisville. Yeah, and then uh, and then Houston. Beat Tulsa 38-31. So I don't know anything about Central Michigan. So I will take the Golden Hurricane. Glad it took you that long to get to the collusion. I just that America is the best. Okay, just because they have a little bit of blue and a stripe of red in their jersey. The whole jersey looked at was wild. Um, I'm gonna kick their ass. That's fair. All right, the Boca Raton Bowl. Memphis in Western Kentucky. At Olin Kiffin's new stomping grounds at Florida Atlantic Stadium in Boca Raton. Boca Raton, that's fun to say. It is fun to say. It reminds me of Elf. Like, Francisco. Francisco. That's fun to say. 
Um, so Memphis and Western Kentucky. Uh, I, I know Memphis. Try, hey, try to guess the spread of this game. Man, try to guess the spread. I bet Memphis. Uh, it's, in, it's in single digits. I bet Memphis is a. Hmm, I bet Memphis is probably six point favorite. Uh, you'd be incorrect. Western Kentucky, a four point favorite in this game. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. I mean, it interesting. sounds interesting, interesting, but as much as you guys wanted to stifle me on that Memphis-Houston game, <laughs> I'm going with Memphis <laughs> from what, what I saw. That's what I'm saying. That looked real good. So if Mike Norvell, is that Jay Norvell's brother? I have no idea. Man, I couldn't tell you. I'm not I mean, a... he's the coach <clears throat> for... I'm not a genealogist. I got I got Memphis in this game too, but these guys, although they're going to a great location, they're getting hosed as well on oh the gifts. They're getting Jeez. the gift suite, which could be a car. I mean, it probably is. Who knows? And then, in I, I can't make this up in quotations, and other items. <laughs> so that they're probably getting two cars, maybe yeah. a house. They probably get two cars and a house and a house in Boca Raton. It, that's probably it. Yeah, that's that's, that's probably what it is. You get your retirement home, <laughs> retirement buck home retirement. at twenty years old. Yeah, yeah. it's good luck. It's a good deal. Um, so the last game that we're going to talk about this week for is, college, we got yeah, a whole other sh- well, show. Yeah, do. for our bull picks. Um, <laughs> Just make sure whole the San show. Diego <laughs> County Credit Union Poinsettia Bowl. That's a mouthful. Uh, that's going to be played at Qualcomm Stadium, which Poinsettia might not have an NFL team playing at it next year. BYU and Wyoming. BYU a eight and a half point favorite in this game. Yeah, I'm picking BYU. And I'm not surprised in that. Um, not surprised at all. The go. Wyoming Mustangs, if I'm not mistaken. Cowboys. 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 Mustangs. Cowboys. Close. Except one controls the Mustang, mm. and that is the kind of control you need to beat BYU. Sensible Mormons. Is that you taking Wyoming? I'm taking Wyoming, man. I can't. I can't do anything with Mormons. I can't. I just can't. I'm going with Cowboys. All right. I'm taking. I'm taking uh, the BYU here. Yeah. These guys are getting hosed too, though. I mean, they're getting the gift suite, so they're probably you know everyone's getting cars. Then they get a fossil watch and a new era cap. Those BYU kids probably can't even take that. It's probably got a big poinsettia on it. It's pro- I don't know what it has, but there's no way any of those guys are going to wear that hat. I'm just saying, BYU probably just wanted some robes, and they'd have been really happy. Probably. Uh, so you free, got BYU. A voucher for a flight. I'm going with the Cowboys, man. Max got Wyoming. How about them Cowboys? Um, we will pick up the rest of our picks next week. We'll and, get into the good stuff. And with that... And, and, uh, and, I do by that say, time, and by that time, you guys will have your picks in. We will. Well, uh, we made our picks tonight. So that's oh, right. yeah. Well, for the rest of the game. Yeah, we'll, we'll have all our bowl picks well, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get them in there. We'll get into the nitty-gritty, down in the details of all these really good games. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, but I did I did tease this ballad while you were out of the room, grabbing yes. us some beverages. Of course. Um, next week... When we make our picks for the rest of the bowls and the playoffs, uh, we will actually be doing it live 
on Hayes County Radio on Tuesday. Tuesday of next week, it has been confirmed that we will be doing a live show for the first time ever on HayesCountyRadio.com. We'll be making our picks. You guys can communicate with us through text messages. And, uh, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to it, guys. Uh, I've been, been trying to figure out how to get this going for a while, and uh, it's, it's finally happening. It, uh, I can't wait to wait, uh, look up how many rules I can break on live radio. I think that'll Yeah, be there's bad. not really a whole lot. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll figure that out. We'll, we'll try not to uh, drop too many F-bombs. But enough. Like, well, I want to like be high spicy. School, we'll high school kids listen to this stuff and, like, high school families, so... Not for long. Yeah, we're going to ruin it. We're going to break the radio. We're going to break the internet next week, so... Hopefully Be we sure can. to check it out. Be sure to stay tuned for updates. We will... Should be an be, exciting time. Yeah, we will be going live on Tuesday... I don't know what day that is. Somebody could. Tuesday, I guess it would be the twentieth. Yes. Twentieth. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm pumped. Um. So yeah, let's get into some NFL. The NFL. Well, I don't know if it's that tough anymore. Yeah, I mean. I think that was a little tough of an intro for you. That was kind of intense. Uh. <laughs> well, a really tough game for. Especially for this game we're talking. Really about. tough game, for. For me and Val to to talk about because this is the first time that we've been on this show where we've had to talk about a Cowboys loss, and because they don't happen that often. Yeah, well, this season they don't. They haven't. This season they don't, and uh, it's a new feeling. And I don't really know. I mean, it, yeah, losing losing sucks, and honestly, they Dallas didn't look good. Zeke Zeke got his yards, but it really didn't didn't make or break the game because he never found the end zone. Dallas only scored one time, and Dan Bailey missed a field goal by a yard, being being a half yard short of where he needed to kick it. Five inches, or if the ball lands on a different point on the ball, it maybe flips over the top. But and Dan Bailey's so good, I bet he practices that. I bet he will just like sit sit at the field. And try to hit that that field goal. Everybody got confused. Yeah. Well, it's funny. I don't know if y'all heard on the on the broadcast when yeah, it was happening, they but they were talking about so it, he and he said from that from fifty three, he was comfortable either way. But from that Maybe direction, from he felt like he could get a yard or two more. Mm-hmm. He only got his yard. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I did hear that, and it was exactly on the money. I mean, I mean, he knows his stuff very clearly. Me, Dan Bailey, my magician. brother and I, we have we have a running joke going that that commentators and and sideline reporters will say ridiculous numbers throughout the game, like, uh, oh yeah, um, in warmups he was kicking from from this this going this direction from like sixty five yards. And so we just exaggerate the number all the time, but uh, yeah, they're actually right on on the money there. But uh, I got a few. But your boy Dak threw his first multi-interception game. He did, and the Cowboys in the past two weeks against Minnesota and New York have converted on two third downs in 24 attempts. And there's the real problem on on why why they can't win. They were 
Going into the game against the Vikings, they were third in the league, converting almost 50% of their third downs. And they've already jumped outside of the top ten because of the last two weeks. And they got destroyed against the Giants. Their secondary, their blitz schemes, it was it was too much for Dak. And it, it was even too much for the offensive line at times because they looked confused. The communication wasn't there. Uh, really, it was... Well, it was the giant scheme. They they literally they literally watched the Minnesota game and did better. I mean they 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 did better than Minnesota did. I mean, so here's what I saw, and this is credit to both defenses in this game. Both defenses showed up and were prepared yeah, that was my for this one. second divisional rivalry game. One. In the snow. And and the conditions, I don't think, were terrible. I think it was very tolerable for everybody who was there. It was but it was, it was very cold. But the one thing you saw was all of the money that New York has spent this offseason to bolster that defense. That defense. Janoris Jenkins and Snack, what, was it Snack Lawson. I know his name is Snacks. Cause I thought it was Shaq. I think it was Shaq Lawson is who I'm thinking of. But their, their nose guard, his nickname is Snacks. And he was getting after that offensive line and getting after Dak. And I think that that was just the big thing in this in this game. You saw the differences came from the defenses. You had, yeah. what, six turnovers total in the game? Two yeah. fumbles and a pick from Eli and two, two interceptions in the fumble from Dez for the Cowboys. And at every Very moment... costly fumble, too. And at every moment, yeah, I mean, that's that's the biggest one. But at every moment that we looked at... In this game, the turnovers were killing momentum for either team, and they were just yeah. ruining drives. So it was just these defenses really changing the way the game well, flowed and, and the and way neither, it moved. Neither team really had. I mean, the only good drive of the the only two good drives of the game that lasted was the touchdown from Dallas and the field goal from New York. They scored on a on a bomb to Odell. Who I can't, just, just I after, absolutely can't stand. Well, it wasn't a bomb. It was a slant route well, that he's he just, just really, he's just really outraced Brandon Carr to the end zone. He's yeah. really fast. Um, and we and we Which, saw that. He got a shout out to his mom for the hamstring. She's a an yeah. Olympic track athlete, I believe. Yeah, cool. Her yeah. good. Yeah, good. Good jeans. Good jeans. Yeah, absolutely. Good, good for him. <clears throat> I don't care. Um, yeah, I mean, you seem pretty salty all week, Spencer. I was. I was, and. But I do want to go back to the defense. On the same point of uh, the Giants and their scheme, Dallas's defense was equally as impressive other than the one play they messed up. And the one, the thing, one play. The one thing I saw this week is Sean Lee. after they reviewed the Sean tape, Lee. Sean Lee broke his own team record. Yep. 22 tackles in a game. Yep. And, I mean, not just getting tackles be and being there. He... Was destroying people. It looked like, like every play he was oh, going making the man, tackle. Man, Sean Lee looks so good this year. It was year. every play, and he it, he had the fumble recovery. He had the, I mean, just the coverage and and the runs up the middle. And I and I gotta say, you know, if you if you're looking at this from a Dallas perspective, I I'm really embarrassed by fans that are upset and angered by this kind of loss because this is the kind of loss that I think you learn a lot from. I agree. And when you can play a team as good as New York yeah. and be close and have opportunities to really beat them if you just clean a few parts of the game up, then you can show how dominant you actually are. 
And yeah. I think that's the big takeaway from this is that, yeah, you made mistakes, but you played them tremendously well yeah, and stayed in the game till the last possession. I mean, you so. held them to 10 points. Yeah. 10 to 7. You, and, just, you just couldn't score. And even in the Minnesota game, you held them to 10 points. Yeah, so, the late t- well, 9 technically, and then the late touchdown to get it to 15, and then you stopped another right, two-point right, conversion. Right, right. But, um, I mean, I did see an interview today with Dak... And he just said, I have to perform better. I mean, he realized he made, he missed some throws, he made some bad decisions, his focus. He, he said he, he tried to, to force a few things a couple times, and you saw it on the deep, the deep interception ball. I think he forced it all to Dez. Yeah, and, and that's, that's the, the thing. He is threw like, two interceptions throwing to Dez. All three of the turnovers came from targets at Dez. Yes. Yeah. And... Honestly, I don't understand. When he's been doing so well, and Terrence Williams played amazing in this game. He was, when I've never seen him so open. And Dak even hesitated. He didn't realize oh how Oh, man. We'll talk was. about another wide-open pass later. But, yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. And that's set up by the run game. So, yeah. I think there's things that they can do better, and that's distribute the ball. I mean, Cole Beasley really struggled to get going, going in this game. Dez struggled to get involved in the game. But Terrence Williams was very active. Jason Witten was still very active. And yet they were put on the back burners as the game went on. Well, and and Butler, it's like those are the guys you should get involved. Bryce Butler was active, and you know, it, oh, he it, dropped definitely one. he did. Oh. He did drop that one, and it did hurt not having Lucky. Lucky brings another, oh, sure. another aspect, and Lucky screwed up, and he admitted that. Um, Bella, what do you got on this game? You got anything you want to say? I mean, I echo a lot of what you just said. In a game where we lost to a divisional rival, it's it's nice to see us hold someone to ten points because that's supposed to be the part of us that is the worst. So that was great to see. And then I also echo kind of what Zach just said in that if you're gonna lose, like I'd rather lose now than in the first few like first game of the playoffs. Like let's get it out of the way. I think in everything, not even not just sports, you lose a lot when you lose when you're down. So, you know, I don't I don't like losing. I, I don't like watching I mean, the Cowboys lose, but I'm I'm okay with this one and just excited to see how they play against the Buccaneers. I mean, there's always lessons to be learned, and and I think oh, yeah. that's the thing is that I think this team will take that in and say, all right, we took our bump. Let's figure out if we can fix it and honestly if you're looking at it and Dak is the worst part and moving forward Dak can't figure it out you still have one of the best quarterbacks sitting in the in the wings ready for yeah. his opportunity to and, there, so. and the only thing I want to say about that is yeah in in an angry drunken state watching the game and late in the fourth quarter going into the fourth quarter in the back of my mind I, yeah I did I did kind of think Maybe Tony Romo should uh, should have a shot. And then I thought back to all the times when Romo had two interceptions and a fumble game, or threw three interceptions and we lost 42-38. And then I thought, when did I ever say, we should put in Brandon Whedon, or Kyle Orton, or Kellen Moore, or... Insert horrible backup quarterback Drew Stephen Bl- McGee. All Drew Bledsoe. Yeah, he got he got Tom Brady twice. He got old. He got Tom Brady twice. Poor guy. Um, yeah. Speaking of Drew Bledsoe, he did used to play for the Patriots. So uh, Zach, tell us about your Patriots. 
I'm gonna go grab us some some beverages and use the use the little boys' room and uh, <coughs> you guys talk this up. Whoa, thanks, Spencer. Yeah, you know, <laughs> take it over the host duties. Who even have this game on here, Ballad? I can't believe you well, left he, this game. Well, he didn't game. update it. He didn't. Update well, I, I gave you. I got. Uh, well, I'll say I got you guys the show guide early. Probably the earliest you ever gotten it. Yeah, is that correct? Yeah, or? we got it on Monday. We Before got, the game was played. We got updates today, but I not, mean, they're your they're your Patriots. Not you the know right the updates. Oh, it was uh, 30 to 23, I'll tell you that much. It there was it a prime time Monday night game, and I think we got what we were looking for, Ballad, wouldn't you say? Did you catch the game? I watched all? the game. Okay. I had uh, I had Tom Brady, I needed him to go off, and God, and did he. boy, did he. Another 400-yard performance. Um, no Gronkowski, no problem, and I think you get to see what the Patriots are all about. Uh, the development of what is it, Malcolm Mitchell? He's yeah, been a he's tremendous going. performer for them this year, the rookie. Um, but Chris Hogan, guy we signed for some pretty good money from Buffalo, has been tremendous on the back end for us as a big wide receiver that has really replaced and outdone what Brandon LaFell had provided for us the last several years. Um, he's a Randy Moss type of guy, and when Whenever this game got close after the back-to-back fumbles, you know, I mean, I feel like everyone was just holding their breath because Baltimore just kept getting the ball back. And, you know, you're just waiting for Tom Brady to take the field, and he gets the chance to, and then he just throws a wide-open pass to Chris Hogan for 79 yards. I mean, it's, it's something that I think is amazing to watch is that week in and week out, the game plan changes the personnel changes, but the attitude and the culture of the Patriots just doesn't change. And you just see that that it's so consistent. And, and, and that's the thing that I think I love so much about being a Patriots fan is that week in and week out, whether we win or lose, because, I mean, we, we've experienced loss the same as Dallas has this year, sporadically and, and rarely. And I think... And when the offense didn't show up. Yeah. And With a third string quarterback, needless to say. But I mean, still. Tom Tom lost one too. Yeah. Um. And and but I think that's the thing is like, you've seen these guys, and when they do lose, it's lessons learned. But even in a game that got close like this, you never doubted that the Patriots were going to hold on and well, win the game. So. And the, and the thing the thing that I do want to say about the Patriots and the Cowboys and the comparison between the two is that everybody wants to say now that. Oh, well, Dak looked like a rookie because he had a bad week. And when he played bad, they lost. It's like, no, that, if anything, that makes him just like the veterans. I mean, veteran quarterbacks can go out there and have a bad week. Like, how did Russell Wilson play this week? Uh, yeah. They lost by a lot. And we'll, we'll get, five interceptions. We'll get to that game. Um, and, and I'll say that, that that comparison is only fair in the sense that when whenever you look at Dak and you know, watching the amount of ESPN that I know we all do and listening to the things yeah. that we do, the things that I saw that were pointed out were Dak was missing his checks. He was yeah. missing his reads at the line of scrimmage. And, and that's something that I think is a developed thing. Like right. you have to learn how to do that and you learn tendencies, but that comes with experience and yeah, time. Sure. And as a defense, it's easy to game plan because you get weekend film, film, film. But for a quarterback, 
you're always adapting to that. Because defenses change every week. Yeah, and, and they change every year. And yeah. and you're reading people, and I kind of think that that comes with experience. And yeah, I agree. Tom Brady definitely has that experience. You saw that with the adversity that he did get. He was able to hold on. But Dak has still been able to do that yeah. this year. I think he'll still continue to grow. So. Yeah, and he's, he's won games where he played bad. And I'm sure Brady's won several games in his uh what, yeah they've, they've definitely snuck over by over 200 over 200 wins where he's played bad he's probably won a few where he played like crap and uh they still won he's got like 40 percent of so after i calmed down the day after wins. i i i realized that this kind of thing happens and especially in rivalry games and divisional games i did realize that the ravens are getting better the ravens are getting better as the season goes on because uh, Dallas made him look like fools. That's in, just in Dallas. Defense, man. Yeah, and Dallas made him look like some fools. Um, but they, they kept it closer than I expected, I'll be honest. They kept it closer than expected against the Patriots. Um, sticking in the AFC and uh, probably the biggest game of the weekend as far as the AFC goes, in my opinion, because it's two teams that were at the top of their division and they are division rivals the Raiders who have people have said are the best team in the AFC the Cowboys of the AFC yeah I mean they were they were 10 and 3 10 and 2 going into the game or 10 and 3 they were 10 and 2 going into the game the Chiefs were 9 and 2 going into the game 9 and 3 and the Chiefs just hung on. They did all they had to do. The tables have turned in the AFC West, my friend. Yeah. Um, and the Chiefs just find ways to win games every single week. And it the, blows the me away. The only reason I make that comparison of the Raiders or the Cowboys or the AFC is because when you when you look at how similar it is, you have the long-standing dominance of the Kansas City Chiefs defense in that mm-hmm. division. They've beaten the Raiders twice this year. Yep. Now they're in a different situation because they now control the AFC West and yep. their destiny. Whereas New Whereas York is still, York is still fighting. They're two yep. games back right now. They got um, another big time opponent this week, which we'll get into. Yeah, and and I think that's that's the cool thing though is you see the emergence of the Dallas Cowboys with how well, you see young the emergence of the you NFC this year. You see the emergence of yeah, and especially the NFC East. They've been yeah strong in the Washington team. The Giants and the Cowboys, but well, then you got the Lions in the NFC, which have made a push. We'll we'll get into the Lions too. But going back to the Raiders and Chiefs, yeah. man, that defense of the Chiefs is just what really holds them together. Travis Kelsey had another phenomenal Thursday night in prime time. As he tends at, to do. Prime time, Travis Kelsey is just a different guy. Nice. To me. When I watch him at noon games on Sunday, I'm just like, hmm, Travis you're, Kelsey, you're you're, you're all right. You're decent. And then prime time, those lights come on, and he just turns it on, man. He's an animal. Yeah. He reminds me of, like, like a baby Gronk. Like, when the lights are on and everybody's sure, watching, he sure. shows up. Yeah. He shows up. And with, with the absence of Gronk now, I think that he's the one tight end in the league that you look to and go, yeah, he's kind of a superstar tight end. He's he's the go-to guy in prime time. Um. But the Chiefs' defense, going back to their defense, they did lose a big part of that defense. Um, and a guy who is very close to my heart, oh boy. Derek Johnson, ruptured his Achilles, which is a gnarly injury. Season-ending. Um, it may be career-ending for him Probably. at this point in his he's, career. He's pretty old. 
Yeah, he's in his playing at the top of his game. He was playing a hell of a year. It's it's so sad to see that. And you heard Andy Reid come out after the game and say it's just really sad to see something like that happen. Uh, to have a guy who's as old as he is, I, I want to say he's probably young 30s, but um, yeah, to see Derek Johnson go down like that on a ruptured Achilles, that, that always sucks. Um, but the Chiefs... Tyree Kill, man. The emergence of Tyree Kill. Has I don't want to talk really about him. It was awesome. I don't want to talk about him. He's really fast. Yeah, well, I don't. I don't care how fast he is or <laughs> how many touchdowns he scores. I really don't care. Uh, his past is one thing that I can't get over, and all the uh, domestic abuse that he's been accused and convicted of. So we'll get past that. Chiefs win. They're still really good. They're the best in the AFC West. Um, Raiders are obviously the leader in the uh, in the wild card in the AFC. So going back to the NFC, we'll talk about the. Uh, well, before we start that game, I'm gonna get our chicken wings started. I mean, it's that it's that kind of time in the show. Yeah, it is that time. It is that time, Ballad. Yeah. It is that time. And I'm gonna ask you guys to rifle through these games because um, yeah, we're already running yeah. long. So we gotta get going. All right. So uh, yeah, don't don't so don't wait on me for anything though. Just just keep it going. Yeah, we're just doing normal. We're not waiting on you for picks or anything. So get out of here. Well, we'll write down your picks. I'm, I'm keeping track of that now. But yeah. Oh okay. Well then I guess we'll stop. We'll just stop the show completely. We'll we just know. worry about Ballad. I don't know what to and do. Doing everything around him. Yeah, it's all around Ballad's time. Yeah. Um, Seahawks Packers. I really thought the Seahawks were gonna win this game, even in the cold and the snow. The field held up. It was fine. Well, you both picked the Packers, I think, last week, if I'm Did not we? mistaken. I went with the Seahawks, but Russ, Danger Russ, looked Danger Russ was like dangerous. he was... Well, I'll tell you what. His wide receivers definitely did not help him. I will tell you that much. Um, his wide receivers suck. Well, it's not completely untrue, but... It was, it was a rough game, man. Five interceptions, um, and Aaron Rodgers looked like Aaron Rodgers again. Got the ball downfield. Um, Randall Cobb gets hurt, which isn't good for them, but I got to tell you what, Green Bay Packers look pretty good. Um, and that's oh, a, I did take the Packers. You're right. That's a big change in, in Green Bay, considering how bad that defense was playing just a month ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, they... They showed up, but Seattle's offense has been bad, notoriously bad all year. Been really up and down. Uh, it's just Jimmy Graham is not involved in the offense at all. When he is, he he's really good. Yeah, I'll tell I don't you know that why much. he's he not involved really more. Good. All right, let's but get, let's that was a slaughter. It, yeah, they beat. I mean, it was it was the frozen tundra, and they they showed that they're really good at home in the cold. But as always, let's talk about. Our other team from Texas, yeah, the boys down I-10 in Houston, got a win. I like how Ballad just wrote Colts versus Texas. Yeah. Not the Texans, just Texas. I don't, um, but I a mean, huge, huge game in the horribly, terribly, awfully garbage AFC South. <laughs> the Texans win and remain in first place. And really, all I want to see is Tennessee win this division. I think they're going to. Because I think they're the most complete team out of all of them. Yeah, and mm. and nothing, nothing impresses me about the Texans game. I mean, I, I think what we see again from the Texans that holds true and has been true for them is Lamar Miller. Their running game 
was solid again. Yeah, it's good to see him running the ball again because, you know, he did go out with an injury but came back and didn't really do anything last week. Um, you know, he they got the win. I'll give him credit for that. And they're still in first place because they, they own the tiebreaker over the Titans. But Yeah, and I mean, Titans, the Colts are just really bad. The Colts are bad. Their, their O-line is bad. Their defense is very bad. And, and you know, honestly, people want to say Andrew Luck is, is really good, but Andrew Luck has been playing terrible for them. He's been making all the bad reads. He's been turning the ball over. He, he looks like he's forcing a lot of things, even when he doesn't have to. Well, I'll be honest. The only thing I care about about the Colts is T.Y. Hilton. And as long as he's playing, That's, because he's on my fantasy team, um then I'm going to root for him. And just so you guys know, I'm in the lead. I'm beating our guest host from last week, Brandon Jones, after one week of our two-week fantasy duel. Jones, you got to step your game up. I'm disappointed. His team's terrible. Neither one of us broke 100 in the PPR league, but... Oh, my um, goodness. Yeah, yeah, so that happened. Um, it was a rough week, fantasy. It was, it was several similar. snow games. Uh, I will say before we move on from this game that this is the first time the Texans have swept the Colts Ever. in franchise history. Ever. Yeah. So I asked my roommate about that. That was awesome. My boy BJ, I said, "When's the last time you said you could uh, could talk about uh, sweeping the Colts?" He was like, first time." I was like, "I know. I know. Congratulations on that." Yeah, they picked a good year to. Uh, to be mediocrely good. So yeah, they're hanging on, and that's to be mediocrely good. And they're still hey, they're still in first like and and all you got to do is get hot at the right time. Yeah, and if I you agree. get hot late, then good on them. But I, I just don't see it. I don't see them getting past yep. the first round of the playoffs. Honestly, staying in that division, um, yeah, the Titans got a big time win. Big win. Big win against the Broncos. But I gotta say, it was on a pretty sour note. Aside from everything in the game, that hit Douglas put on yeah, on was Chris Harris was Jr. Dirty. was was sure. dirty. And regardless of how you feel about a keep to leave, he stuck up for his teammate. He did what he needed to on the field to serve justice. The talk afterwards, yeah. I think, is is above and beyond. But as far as what he did on the field, I can respect that because I mean, you just can't let guys go after mm-hmm. your teammates like that. Yeah, it was it was a nasty nasty little hit. And you can say, yeah, it's legal. It is legal, but does that make it right? <clears throat> it is legal, but it's no. not right. And yeah. and I think that's the big thing is that yeah. you hear from everybody like you just don't go after somebody's livelihood. I agree. I agree. And that's what he did. So yeah. Um. So we'll go back to the uh, NFC East. We'll talk about the uh, the Eagles losing again because that's a very happy subject for me after the Cowboys lost. You know, I know Greg Boyle loves that. I also know Will Kelly loves that. Greg Boyle as much. Well, well, Greg Boyle loves the Eagles. Oh yeah. And. But those fans like to get worked up, man. You know, my boy. They, yeah, know my boy like Zach it. Turner gets under my skin just by. By one little comment. Everybody and, gets under your skin, bud. Especially about the Cowboys, and I. I yeah, I overreacted this week <laughs> on social media because. Uh, yeah, I haven't, I, haven't, but, uh, but I haven't seen a loss from the Cowboys since week one, so I got a little hostile. Um, I think we can all admit under cooler heads now, yeah. it was a fumble. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, but but the Eagles, the Redskins. That team from Washington. That team from Washington. Kirk Cousins and the boys. 
They they did enough. Took they, care of business, they man. They did enough. They did enough to win. And I gotta say, I think the the the, the team from Washington is the sneakiest team that's gonna I get agree. in the wild card. I think and, they may sneak in. I mean, man, they just play with such fire. Like, do you think the Giants and the Redskins can get in? There's no way. I absolutely think so. Really? I mean, well, I, you gotta, I I'll tell you what, Tampa Bay is gonna make themselves a case to be in there, and that's the and thing this is week that is big time. These two, these three teams in Dallas, Washington, and Philadelphia are all gonna be fighting this out. But Tampa Bay has, I mean, they've been playing really well, and if they continue yeah. to play really well, they can definitely sneak in. Their that defense last leads the league in turnovers, and they're they're ball hawks. They're very so, opportunistic, and, and yeah. I th- I think they can win. That was strange. Um. So this week, the Giants will play the Lions. The Lions. Are we moving on here? Yeah, we're moving on. We're moving on to the Lions-Bears game. Lions, Tigers, and Bears, oh my. Um, the Lions and Bears, that was an interesting game. I got Matt Stafford in my fantasy league. I started him this week only because he was playing the Bears. And he let me down a little bit until that rushing touchdown he had. And they hung on. I mean, they, they clawed. I mean, Matt Stafford is making his case for MVP this year. And they fought to the bitter end, but that's what the Lions do, and I think yeah. we've seen it a bunch this year. He's always the fourth quarter comeback guy. The Golden Tate overtime flip in the touchdown, butt yeah. in the face. I mean, this is yeah. what we like from the Lions. It's every I, week. I want week. them to win their division. I want them to make the playoffs. I just want anybody but the Packers. But I'm just really worried because this injury to Matt Stafford is going to be crucial. It wasn't like an offhand, off-throwing hand, or like a thumb. No, it's his middle it's finger. It's his middle finger on his throwing hand. Which is the main pressure point on a football Absolutely. throw. I mean, And I was talking about that earlier. So he's going to have to use his ring finger and forefinger to control the football yeah. because his he can't That's not gonna feel they, good for at least two weeks. They tore he tore the tendon that holds oh. the top joint of his finger up. Oh. So he can't control that now. So the top joint is basically a limp joint on on his digit. And so it's all about his ring finger and forefinger. Can you stop? It's gonna be awesome. The guy is stop? a true man and all he's sense from of Texas, the word. Man. He's from Texas. He's gonna he's gonna tough it out. He's Texas he strong. is going to tough it out, and and we'll see. Texas I, I think he's got the Lions in a good position right now. We'll see uh, what happens, man. I'm really excited to see, but that's a crazy injury. Yeah, that's pretty weird. Um, Ballard, your guy, your guy, uh, Cam Newton got a win this week. <laughs> yeah, despite what he wore to the pregame. I'm so sick of that guy. I mean, he wears it pre-game, post-game. It's what he wears. Well, he got to win. That's all that matters, right? Well, good for him, I guess. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't really want to talk about that game because I don't care. Let's not then. Um, <laughs> Steelers beat the Bills by a touchdown. Is that... Hey, that was a good game. It kind of was. Le'Veon Bell over, I think it was, what, 260 total yards? No, no, no. He was well over 300. Was he? He had like 260 rushing yards. I don't know. My computer's restarting right now. I don't know so about I that. I can't give you exact stats. He had like the three. Wait, wait, your computer's restarting? The th- in the middle of an episode. It recording. happens, but I'm not the one recording the <laughs> Wait, but the it, show. But it happened without you wanting it to at an inconvenient time. 
That's unfortunate. I feel, yeah. I feel for you, brother. I've Thanks, been there. Yeah, yeah I know you have seen that. I think he had like 250 rushing yards and like 70 receiving we'll, yards. We'll check on this. Check it out. He had three touchdowns. It's not that much. And uh, He did have three touchdowns. The 50 points on my fantasy team uh, he scored 59 was absolutely amazing, especially when you get to beat your girlfriend with that. Oh, God. Shout out, Emily. Good God. That's it the first fun. time you've actually called her your girlfriend. My old lady. My lady, the my old lady, the missus. The ball yeah, and chain. It's everything. Yeah, the ball and chain. That gal. Did. Yeah. Um, yeah, tell me those stats because my computer doesn't work right now. We're going to pull this up real quick. We'll get into our uh, NFL picks for the week. So, Le'Veon Bell, 38 carries, 236 yards on the ground. Mm-hmm. Also added four catches for 62 yards for oh. a total of 298 Total oh, yards. so close! They, and three touchdowns. they readjusted those stats because I saw over 70 yards or something. I played against him. How many did he score nearly? I don't even want to talk about it. 47 something? No, oh, we Oof. had like 59. PPR is a wonderful thing. DJ yeah. had 59 points. I think I had like 54. Because that like was that. the bonuses. <laughs> we played standard like real men. Oh, that's right. The bonuses. Alright, let's get into the picks for the week. Um, let's go ahead and start with our Cowboys ballad. Cowboys seven point favorites. Is that still current? This is not real. That's what I got it at. Sunday night football. Yeah, that is on Sunday night. Wait, what? What? What do you I thought I thought the Seahawks LA game was Thursday night. It is it is Thursday night. That's that's yeah. a fake that's a fake stat from Ballot on our sheet. Um No. Uh it's the Sunday night game, is it not? Well, no, no, no. We're talking about Thursday night because the Dolphins and Jets don't play on Thursday night. But we're, we're going to go back to the Cowboys and Buccaneers game. Hey, well, hold on. It's not a fake stat. That's a mistake. <laughs> and I'll own that mistake. It is clearly a mistake. Because... And that's not the game we're talking about. Don't peep There's ahead. Well, no, no, no. Yeah, that was, that was fine. I'm just um, getting myself prepared. I'm sorry. Cowboys seven-point <laughs> favorite against the Buccaneers on Sunday night. Coming off a loss to the Giants. They're at home. Ballad, what do you got? Is definitely a W for the Cowboys at home by 10. Give yeah. the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys win this game. I think it's a lot closer than that. I think this is kind of a, a field goal, six-point win. Um, but the thing that I want to see out of the Cowboys, if they're going to show that they're real this year, is that if they get this lead, they need to control that lead. And that's kind yeah. of the thing is you got to manage the game a little bit better I think the Cowboys win this one. I'm going to go with the Buccaneers on the points um, just because I think this game is a lot, lot closer than well, we think in front of And the Cowboys don't play very many close games. They have in the past couple weeks, but before the, the Minnesota and the New York game, the Cowboys were leading the NFL by a lot. And the only team that was even close in winning by the certain amount of points. They were beating the Patriots by like five or six points. And then the the next team was like 20 points away. So, yeah, I think the Cowboys bounce back and win this game by, by more than that touchdown. I mean, you had the, the three-point game to the Giants, two-point win to the Vikings, yeah. five against... The team from Washington. Mm-hmm. You beat the Ravens by ten. Had a five point game against the Steelers. 
I don't even want to talk about the Browns, but then you had the Eagles at six points. So they they play close games. They, yeah. It's not like they run away. They're with leading. Games. They were leading the NFL in in wins by the most amount of points until the game against Minnesota. So so do you have them covering? Yeah, I do. All right, I do. Um, the Stop. Texans are at home against the Jaguars. Five and a half. Five I, and a half for the Texans. I kind of like the Jags to take this one outright, which sounds crazy Ooh. because the Jags are not a very good team. But they turn the ball honestly, neither are the neither are the Texans. So and, and Texans I'm like, are in first place in that division. Um, I'm not just a big fan of the Texans at all. So I'm taking the Jaguars on an emotional pick. Okay, well I think you're dead wrong. I think the Texans win this game by more than five and a half. Um, the Texans have just been better at home this yeah, year. Yeah, and the Jaguars turned the ball over, throwing it. Brad, yeah. Blake Bortles was throwing four or five interceptions this game, I guarantee you. Blake Bortles is not good at football. No, he's not. UCF, man. That's all I know. All right, I'm so... the Texans, though. So, I got the Texans covering. Yeah, so the Thursday night football game, which is not the Jets and Dolphins, uh, <laughs> is actually the uh, Seahawks... It's not even on here. Seahawks Rams. Yeah. You didn't even put it on here. It's the Rams at the Seahawks. It's that bad, yeah. It's that bad that Ballard didn't even put it on here. Um, Richard Sherman called this, what, a poop fest? I believe that's his exact words. words. It was a poop fest. Yes, poop fest. Uh, Yeah, I don't even know what the spread is. I don't care. The Seahawks are going to cover whatever the spread is. I think it's like 14 14. points. I got it at 14. I heard it at 14 earlier today. I think they cover that. I mean, after watching Atlanta come in and score more touchdowns than the Rams have been able to score (laughs) all year at home this last week, (laughs) I got to say the Seahawks are just a better team. Regardless of the spread, Seahawks at home (laughs) take this one easy. Yep. Uh, I'll take the Rams in this one. I like a the the rejuvenation of a new coach. The spread of fourteen just feels like a whole lot of points. The rejuvenation. <laughs> give me a. He's had so much time ever. to fire that team up. Give me the Rams just feeling good and losing by ten. Wow, wow, you are out of your mind. This guy's bold. Um. Dude, I don't really want to talk about Dolphins Jets. Do we have to? No, we don't have to. Skip it. Uh, Jets are out. Packers Bears. That's a little bit of a old school rivalry game. Packers are a six and a half favorite at Chicago, and Chicago's pretty bad. But ESPN's got that line down. Really? What do they got it at? They got down to five and a half for the Packers. Yeah, I still think the Packers cover six and a half. I think the Packers have just played a lot better in the last couple weeks. They're, their they're defense has picked up, up and, and that's the thing is if their defense can give their offense the right field position, give them time, then well, I Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. Thing. I think it's the Aaron Rodgers factor in this one, honestly. And I just don't think the Bears are very good. They played the best game they've ever played this season against the Lions and lost by three, so... Uh, yeah. What do you got, Val? Uh, I'm with you there. I think Aaron Rodgers is just too much. It'd be interesting to see with the weather if it's snowing on that day, because I feel like... Well, it's going to be windy, because it's in Chicago. It's going to be windy, uh, but if it's snowing, it's going to... I think I take Aaron out of the game. It's going to make it more difficult, but even then, do the Packers. What about you, yep. Zach? I'm going with Packers. We are in agreement on that one. Eagles at Ravens. Ravens are actually a six-point favorite. And I got to agree with that. I think the Eagles are 
bad right now. Their defense has dropped off tremendously. Um, and going on the road against a really, really good Ravens defense. Like I said, the Ravens are getting better every week. I'm on the, and, I'm on the side of the Ravens. And having Steve Smith Sr. back just makes a difference for their offense. So i, I got to go with the Ravens on this Man, one. honestly, though. Because uh, six points, i got to take Justin Tucker just beats the Eagles on his own anyway. By two field goals? Ah, man, that... The Eagles play close games. The only field goal Justin Tucker's missed all year was a block by. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say I'm gonna take was... the Eagles. I'm gonna take the Eagles on the points. The only reason he missed that field goal is because it was blocked. No, because it was jinxed by the announcers. So it was the announcer jinx. I'm gonna take the or Eagles. because the Patriots are just that good and they just stop. <laughs> I'm taking the Eagles on the points. The Ravens win the game, but it's less than six points. Valid. Yeah, I like the Eagles too. Six feels like too many, and I just, I just, I don't know. I feel the Eagles on this one, which sounds strange to say out loud. Oh, six is too many on this one. Uh, yeah, five. Is it six now for the Chiefs? Oh no, about that next one. Oh, okay, you're not. Five and a half. Five and a half. Yeah, five and a half. What we got for the Chiefs hosting the Titans? Man, that's that's one of those. Those toss-up games. I think the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Arrowhead's just a different place. Yeah, it is. And and I think the Chiefs cover that 5.5. I think they went by a touchdown or more. I think even with the loss of Derek Johnson, I think the Chiefs have everything else in place yep. to be a dominant defense. Yep. And against Marcus Mariota, I think he's just too young and not established enough for this game. The Chiefs game. do give up a lot of yards to receivers, though. Yeah, man, but they just do not break in the red zone. Their secondary is so good. They'll give up a lot of yards and not throw any touchdowns. Not give up touchdowns, yeah. is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah but I, I, I think the five and a half is too much. I think that offense for mm-hmm. Kansas City is anemic. I'm going to take the mm-hmm. Titans and the points on this one. Okay. So you say, are you talking about the same Titans that just beat the Broncos? The last season's number one defense in the league? Not this season, though. That was last season. Yeah, but give me the Titans. Okay. In this one, you taking them to win the game? Uh, I'll take the points, uh, just for fun. Okay. Giants four and a half hosting the Lions. Who'd you have in that one? You had the Chiefs, right? Yeah, yeah I took the Chiefs. Okay. Yeah, I did. Um, Lions at the Giants. Giants are four and a half favorites. Uh, man, this is hard. I I do think. Uh, I'm gonna root for Matt Stafford. I'm gonna root. I'm gonna root for Matt Stafford, but I think Odell Beckham's gonna destroy that Lions secondary. I also think that that defense is just too much for Matt yeah, Stafford. I do too. With that hand injury, I'm just really, really. Yep. Worried and about I'm taking stuff. the Giants four and a half. Yeah, I would. I would throw a lot of money at that game. I'm gonna agree with you on that one. Ballad. We all agree, and it hurts to say it. Yep. Steelers three and a uh, man, y'all are just NFC East favorites today. I know, I don't like it. I'm going against. Like I'm over three against the NFC right now. I don't like it either, but here we are talking about. Um, it. I don't like rooting for the the rest the of the points <laughs> in the Eagles and Giants. Uh, we'll get to that team from Washington here in a second. Um, we can leave the game out. We can. We cannot. That the Steelers, Steelers are a three-point favorite <laughs> at Cincinnati. Uh, I just think that Cincinnati's a dumpster fire right now. I think the Steelers went by more than three. I think even with A.J. Green, it doesn't make that big of a difference. Mm-hmm. Their defense just has been super lackluster. They're I'm going gonna, gonna to go with Le'Veon Bell, Roethlisberger, and Antonio Brown over the Bengals. They have Adam Jones. Pac-Man. He used to be called Pac-Man. 
as their Hey, he don't like Terrell Pryor though. I don't know if you saw that, but And and some guy named Terrence Newman who also played for the Dallas Cowboys plays for them. Ballot? Yeah, we agree. I, I think if AJ AJ Green boring, plays boring. in this game I mean he he can't play hundred percent for the whole game, right? Like is there any chance that that he does? There's no way. Yeah, probably not. Uh, Saints and Cardinals. Saints at the Cardinals in that beautiful spaceship of a stadium. It's a cool stadium. University of Phoenix Stadium. Yeah, I flew I flew into Phoenix on my way to Vegas actually. Barbasar? Cool. Huh? Sorry, oh. I said you said you flew into Vegas. I flew into Phoenix on my way and to I Vegas. And I said, Are your arms tired? A little bit. I mean, have you seen these little I seen them. Um, Cardinals are a two and a half favorite. Just trying to talk about how cool the stadium was, but um, yeah, the Saints defense is really bad, and I'm going to take the Cardinals, even though they have Carson Palmer as a quarterback as a two and a half point favorite. I think they win by at least a field goal because they have what Catanzaro is that his name? Chandler Catanzaro. Yeah, that one. Yes. Um, I think I think uh, David Johnson just destroys the Saints in this game, and Larry Fitzgerald has the best game of the season. Yeah, and and that's just kind of the deal. David Johnson has been able to do it all for Arizona, this even year. without Floyd. Uh, they just released Floyd. Yeah, because of the uh, DUI, second DUI. He had one in college, but yeah, I think I think Fitzgerald is going to tear him up. Yeah, I mean, I just think Arizona's too much at home for the Saints and how poorly they're playing. Yeah, their this defense year. is horrible. Yeah. Yeah, if this was in New Orleans, I might give the Saints a chance, but it's not, so I don't. We agree on the Cardinals covering. Uh, okay, so Zach, your team, your Pats, traveling up to Mile High. Three point favorites at Mile High. Look, Tom Brady's first six games against the Broncos, one in five, not very good. Not very good. Last five, that? four and one. Oh. No Peyton Manning. I think the Broncos are just down this year. No Peyton Manning, no problem? No Peyton Manning, no Gronk, no problem. New England does what it does best. They game plan for the day. Uh, I think the bigger story here is going to be the defense getting after Trevor or Simeon or whoever starts for Denver. Yeah. And I think they take control of that. You know? I don't think it matters who starts for Denver, honestly. S- seeing how they got started against Baltimore this last week with the safety was huge. That defense has been stepping up in recent weeks, even with as much as we've lost this year. i got to say the Patriots are going to be more than a three-point winner. Salad, who you got? Yeah, I. Uh, it's hard to bet against Tom Brady. Yep. I got to give the Pats, even with three points. I like them by a touchdown. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm taking the Patriots, too, just because... Because uh, you're a smart man. I'm not going to bet against the Patriots ever, <laughs> really. They feel like Alabama. You just don't yeah. bet against them. And, and I, I, do wanna, I do want to talk a little MVP uh, in our nightcap, and that goes back to... Uh, to Tom Brady, he's probably going to win the MVP. Um, Raiders are a three-point favorite going at San Diego against the Chargers. Valid, let's start with you. God, you know, it's it, it's questioned still whether or not um, the running back from the Chargers 
Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon's gonna play or not, and for that reason, give me the give me the Raiders. They're they're just too well, good. And whether he plays or not, I mean the Raiders are at full health, and may not have Michael Crabtree this week, but oh, big deal. There's another guy who plays for wide receiver. His name is uh, Amari Cooper. I don't know if you've heard of him. I did. I heard that he had one catch for 22 yards this last week. So yeah, well they they did play a really good defense, and the Chargers are not that. Um, Derek Carr is in the running for MVP. Latavius Murray is finally kind of getting the touches that he deserves. And, uh, I, I do think the Raiders are going to cover this three point spread, even on the road in San Diego. I think the Raiders win this game by more than a touchdown. Bell? Uh, yeah, I already said, uh, I think the Raiders will uh, definitely win and cover this my game. Fault. I, he, did I did say, he did say that. I apologize. Even though Melvin Gordon's not playing. Or but playing right now. I'm going to be devil's advocate in this one. Go I, li- I like the Chargers. You're going to um, Philip Rivers, man. Philip Rivers is all i got to say. Gosh darn it. He's got eight kids, man. Gosh darn it. <laughs> he knows you lay it down. You son of a biscuit. He knows how to get it done. You son of a biscuit. Undisputed. He doesn't curse. I like the guy. Talking to you next, Spencer. Last game of the week, Panthers-Redskins, Panthers, excuse me, Panthers playing that team in Washington. You drink for that. In what? Yeah, I should drink every time I say that stupid name, but they are in Washington to play that team from Washington. And that team from Washington is a four and a half point favorite on Monday Night Football. Against Cam Newton, your favorite player in the league. How dare you? Um. Yeah, I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take Mister. How you like me now? Four and a half in DC. I think Washington covers four and a half. I think your buddy Cam. Wears a stupid hat and says next question and leaves the press conference early after the Redskins beat him by two touchdowns. If there was a way to bet on will Cam Newton wear a stupid hat this game, I'd put I'd put the house on it. I'd put the house the house we're sitting in right now, and, and maybe maybe he upsets us all and doesn't wear a stupid hat, and we have nowhere to record this podcast. But as it stands right now, I can guarantee you he will wear a stupid hat. He's going to wear a stupid and, hat. And I'll double down and say he's going to wear a stupid turtleneck with that. Mm. And on top of all that, the Redskins will, will win this game by a touchdown. Yep. Zach, what do you think? This is going to be a good game. Prime time. <laughs> this should be a lot of fun. I think this is two really good defenses right now that have kind of come back into their own after really struggling at the no. beginning of the season. I don't think they're both really good defense. I don't. Okay, I won't say they're top defenses. I I will say that they get things done when they need to. Um, I they mean, win. They have pieces where they need them. They just now started to win, being the Panthers. Panthers' defense has been horrible all season long. The Redskins have done enough to be where they're at. I don't think either one of them are good defense. I think it's a high scoring game. I really think it's gonna be high scoring. I think it's in the 20s. Maybe one team gets uh, to the 30s. I don't, I don't think this is well, a yeah, shootout the Red, type the game. The Redskins are getting in the 30s because the Panthers' defense has been horrible all season long. But I'll tell you what. 
I've taken some notes. Uncle Mac has taught me well. And these rules have just been amazing for me in my life. And I gotta say, if I can't say their name, I can't pick them. And I'm gonna keep my trend going against oh the God. NFC East. I'm taking Flashy Hat Cam and the rest of the Carolina Panthers. Flashy Hat. Flashy is, is such a stretch. His hats are obnoxious. That's a better word. Annoying. Uh, they have no no place for what he's doing. Hey, you can say all the opinion words hey, you want. Hey, you talk enough about Cam Newton. Let's get into our nightcap. Yes, please. Sponsored by... Who else? Who else but Strange Land Brewery? A beer for any occasion. The Austin Night Pills is a beer for any occasion. Um, and it's just so good. It's... And I do want to go straight into... Uh, NFL MVP talk. Uh, you know, people have been saying that that Dallas has a chance with Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott and the whole offensive line. It's like, well, obviously the whole offensive line is not going to get the MVP award. Well, why not? As they should. <laughs> as they should, though. Um, I think if you give it to anyone, it's Travis Frederick. Zeke is, Zeke is not going to get the award because running backs don't win the award. And Dak is not going to get the award because his, his stats aren't there. He has struggled at times. He's won 11 games, but his stats aren't there. Uh, you know, then we go back to to uh, Derek Carr, like I said. And he's had his struggles, especially against Kansas City. And then you get to a guy... Well, I think Matt Stafford is also in this conversation. Well, what, he, what he's been able to do with as little we'll as We'll see he what has. he can do with one less finger. Yeah. But but I think he's earned a spot in this talk yeah, to he's say in the talk. if he's he in the does talk. what he needs to in these last three games, that really will be big for them. He's in the talk. But be the real conversation is between Derek Carr and... Tom Brady? Yeah, that guy that dates Giselle. Married to. Has yeah. kids with. They have kids. Is that, they're actually married? <laughs> okay. I didn't know if he was one of those guys who didn't Where get married. Together. Guess I'll stop texting her. The man I know that. Yeah, I need to stop texting her too. Um, She'll stop texting me back. I'll stop texting her. Honestly, the award is, <laughs> is Brady's to lose, and he's got to literally I don't fall know, down man. and die to lose the award, in and my opinion. I think he's going to win it because the MVP is a quarterback award. The only other person I think that is not a quarterback that has a, any sort of chance of winning it is either Le'Veon Bell or Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, I agree with that. There's, there's no, there's no other, there's no wide receiver that can win that award. There's no defensive player that's going to win the MVP. Khalil Mack is going to be the defensive player of the year, in my opinion. But with the MVP, as far as the MVP is concerned. It's a quarterback award, and it always has been, kind of like the Heisman. It's the best quarterback on the best team. So this this is a real question. How is the MVP determined? Is that voted by the fans or a committee that decides that? Who decides who the MVP is? I have no idea. It's a committee, right? I think it's the yeah. I think it's the NFL committee. It's not fans for sure. It's, it's definitely the. Uh, it's like the owners. Yeah, maybe right? the owners and coaches and. Um, I know it's I know it's inside the NFL. It's it's whoever. It's a league based award. Yeah, it's not. It's, it has nothing to do with fan vote. It's not a popularity vote. So. So I'm looking on ESPN at the the current MVP poll results. Our boy Justin Tucker getting one vote. 
Yeah, good for him. So I don't know who's voting on this. I think that's really great for the NFL, honestly, because the one thing I saw several weeks ago was Justin Tucker is the most efficient offensive player as far as scoring goes Mm -hmm. because of what he does for the Ravens. He may pass up Dan Bailey fairly soon on accuracy. Uh, trick, uh, Trick question here. A little trivia. A little trivia. Well, you already laid with it's a trick, so I don't like the sound of that. Do you guys know where Justin Tucker went to high school? Awesome I. I have no idea. He did not go to Awesome I. <laughs> you like the confidence, though, don't you? I do like the confidence. Like isn't, Mike... he, isn't he from Houston? No, like he Houston is from area? Austin. Oh, is he? He's okay. from Austin, but he went to Westlake. Oh, well, that makes oh, way more sense. My girlfriend Megan does know Justin Tucker, and uh, so you get on the show, or what's the deal? Yeah, yeah, I'm working on it. Yeah, I'm gonna. I mean, I, I don't think so. she has his phone number. Maybe cool if she did. I mean, I got Chad on the show. I don't know if you. Yeah, I could have got Chad on the show without you, but that's Chad fine. On this show. Um, I'm sorry. So I MVP is gonna be won by Tom Brady unless something tragic happens. Like he would get in a car wreck, or I mean, he's what twenty. <laughs> Why would you say that? Man. We're two hours in, no one's yeah. listening anymore. It's okay. It doesn't matter. You're talking to a Patriots fan. I mean, and that's why I said it. He's he's twenty two and two on the season. Good God. Missing for the first four games of the season. Um I think that's the thing though, is I, I honestly have heard a lot of people just knock against Tom Brady for the suspension. And I find that really intriguing because even with that, they held their own. But then he came in and did what Tom Brady does, and that's control games. Yep. And throw for and, and dominate. Yards. And and yeah, he's done that twice this year so he's far. He's gonna win the award. I, I I agree. I think it is his to lose, but I think again it comes down to what people want to see in that okay. award. So. Yep. We'll see what happens. Um, staying with the NFL, let's. Uh, do you guys hear about what the uh, Pro Bowl is gonna add this year? I heard something happened. Well, they, they're going to add four events, four events before the Pro Bowl happens. And it's going to be like a relay race. Um, they're going to do a... Yeah, I just threw my pen across the room, apparently. Uh, they're going to do a skills competition for quarterbacks, like an accuracy. Like, you remember the old, the old time? Oh, remember okay. the video yeah. game that we used yeah. to play? Or you throw it at the... I think it's going to be something similar to that. That'd be cool. Um, Is a Pro Bowl-themed 5K run through Magic Kingdom? Yeah, no, that's not on. How do you Pro Bowl-theme something? Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. I'm looking at it next year. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, it's 2017. It's the 2017 Pro Bowl. It's the 2016 season. Um, but the main so, of, this this website. This website's on. We'll talk about that. I don't know what's the main event. Reason. The main event... That I'm looking forward to is obviously the dodgeball competition. There will be a dodgeball competition with professional athletes. Athletes. These guys... So, Bleacher Report posted a video... Someone's going to lose an eye, man. Oh, Bleacher Report posted a GIF and it was uh, Billy Madison... When he's playing dodgeball with the kids. And with first throws, graders. Throws a ball at him, yeah. And it says, NFL quarterbacks learning about the dodgeball tournament. Oh, my God. And he catches it and just says, now you're all in big 
big trouble. <laughs> and I just picture my favorite like movies. Brock Osweiler or Blake Bortles. It's gonna be his Bortles <laughs> or somebody just out there just throwing rockets. And I cannot wait to see NFL athletes playing dodgeball. I just want to see Eli Manning's dumb face take one. Oh, right and in make the mouth. That thing yeah. even dumber. <laughs> Just hey, all slow mo. I just want to see a bunch of slow mo. <laughs> yes. Professional faces athletes getting nailed. Um, our, Zach, final, you, our final yeah, story. Yeah, you had a good story for us. Yes. Yeah. The what has now been dubbed as Wakey Leaks. Wakey Leaks. Wakey Leaks. What a great name. Classic. Um, I love that. Yeah, uh, the Wake Forest scandal came out today. They finally figured out who the culprit was, trading insider information, pulling an old Martha Stewart uh, radio broadcaster. I can't even remember his name. I think his name is Leroy something. It's something. No. A whole lot of somethings. It's a whole lot of uh, dumbass. But um, a former Wake Forest player, former Wake Forest coach who was a part of the Jim Grobe era and now no longer a part of coaching at Wake Forest. Yeah, because he played there, right? Yeah. Um, he was he was their, part of their radio broadcast team, um, and he was found to be sharing information. Um, yeah, specifically, I... it's the weekly installs is what they found. Um, that were shared with Louisville uh, whenever that happened. Well, we kind of we kind of talked about that when we were like, yeah, we brought it up because it was weird. It was strange they, at the yeah, time. Yeah, how the hell does a team just find? How does Louisville just find material? All of Wake Forest plays or, or game plans. Yeah, like, it was it was that? like certain installs for the week, but yeah, um, really really sad story that he he is now banned. From all Wake Forest athletic facilities, uh, needless to say, he will, he will not be welcomed back yeah, at that community. So, no. um, I just justice I, to serve. I, I mean, I, I just can't. I can't get. I can't ever even be on his side. I know he didn't get the job. I know he was a coach. I just can't understand cheating. But, but how do you no? But like, are you really that mad when they hire somebody else to be the coach when you're not? Head coach. Well, I Harvey. think it was that he wasn't retained on yeah. the staff, yeah. and that was what got. But to they him kept the most. him on. I mean, they still gave him a job at yeah. the radio yeah. and let him make a living. Do the weekly broadcast for sports, and he was so pissed off that he tried to start giving out information as far back as like what 2011 or 2012, I think, is when they started the investigation. Hmm. The question is like. As a team playing Wake Forest, like, why would you even need that information? Like, Wake Forest hasn't, point. hasn't been good in a really long time. That's a really good point. I will say it did make it interesting because Wake Forest was up 12 to nothing in that game. Ended up losing 44 to 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, or 12-3, I'm sorry. So, I, I brought this up to the, the folks in my office. I think it's an interesting question. There's, there's two parts to this question. The first part, if you had information... Let's say at UT, how much money would it take for you to sell that information to a Big Twelve rival, champion or opponent, whatever? Million dollars. Million dollars. Yeah. Okay. I mean that that's that's a su- substantial amount of money that you can live off for a long time, especially if you have a job. Sure. 
I think it depends on what you're selling, honestly. Because I, I, I think a lot depends. of things can go for, for big money. Oh, yeah, yeah. And depends especially when you're talking, talking about UT football? OU. It's like UT football. Like, we're playing OU. If we're saying you have the a game playbook, plan. If you have a playbook. Ten. Ten million? Yeah. You so if I'm boxing, I say hey, ten million. I but. guarantee you, if, if, if both teams are good, no, 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 not what would you, what would you get? I'm saying if you had the information, what is your price to yeah. sell it? Yeah, ten million. So if, if I'm Bob Stoops, I come to you and say, hey, here's five hundred thousand dollars. I need that playbook. You're saying wrong ballpark. I'm saying you need to go up. I'm to saying 10 million. you need to add a I'm gonna, couple zeros. I'm going to start my price at 10 and then we can do some bargaining. Okay, we've been to the negotiations. Like, where's where's the number you settle at? I'm talking about, like, what's your, like, where's your number? I, I would say if it's, like, a full playbook, and that's from a coach's standpoint, I'm saying two and a half is probably my bottom line. Because that's yeah. that's a large... A full playbook has got to be at least yeah. five. So here's the second way to phrase this question, because none of us have that information and none of us want right. to be in that situation. How much money about your own company you work at right now? You're in accounting. You, you work with a company where you probably have information. I work at a startup where I have a lot of information. I get credit card numbers every day. It, stuff like that. Yes. That's the better way to phrase it for real people. Yes, I mean, like, I'm in sales. So what is the question? Same question. What is what is your price for someone to say, hey, I need this information that you definitely have from your company. What is your number to get that 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 information? I'm not doing it. You're not doing it for your job right now at zero any number. No, I'm I'm not gonna be blackballed by. Giving away somebody's credit card information. I deal with fraud calls all day long. I have probably had five fraud calls. In this, in this hypothetical, other people's. Well, let's take in out this hypothetical first, world that you're asking me in, where I have no morals or ethics or values. Okay, if you're if you're so saying, bring those with you. Bring those with you to this yeah. ethical this world. Go for it. I mean, it's got to be something comfortable to live off of. Like I'm, I'm living the rest of my life off of this because yeah. I mean, in where I work. I deal with financial information, but I also deal with right. personal social security information. So, yeah. so you say you probably you I know. deal with high end material. I'm I'm closer to the 150 million range just for the sensitive material. Like I'm trying to live I off had, of this. For I the had rest people. Of my life. I have people that call just asking for information on a ten thousand dollar TV that they're looking to buy, and I and then I also get fraud calls for five thousand dollar TVs. I don't think I'm near 150 million. I'd say comfortably living for the rest of my life. If I had no ethics and had no care for the company I worked for, I gotta say like somewhere around 20 million dollars for I mean, a big time number. You're dealing with credit information and stuff like that. That that stuff that can change, right? I'm, oh I'm, yeah. I deal with a lot of like personal information right. so right. i understand why yours is so high i just i can't i'm taking that check i'm hitting if i had no ethics i could live off the rest southeast of my life asia giving, i'm touring the world giving five people's i'm out of here five people's credit card information I'm Edward Snowden but that's why we don't allow cell phones and we don't wear a non and that's why we have ethics yeah 
That's, That's right. all I got. That's I'll, right. I'll say this: I had you guys pegged away less than that, so. Uh, I'm ever snowed, kudos, man. Kudos to y'all. You I'm think we're so. like street rats or what? I've I watched. Know, I know you're street rats. I've watched a lot of movies. I'm Edward Snowden. This I'm getting out of this bitch, and I'm traveling, ghosting yeah. it. Straight right. Patrick Swayze. <clears throat> all right. Anybody got anything else? I got nothing. I think that's all we got. We got our live show next week. Yeah, live Tune show in. Next that's week. gonna be really live exciting. Live show is coming. If you're still listening, get on poolhost.com, get your picks in. Pool host, that's P-O-O-L host. H-O-S-T. I think people can spell host, but pool and pull. He said something like he said pool. We're gonna post it online. It'll be online. Check us out. Give us a share. Thanks, Strangeland Brewery. For supplied us with the drinks tonight. The Austinite pills. Oh wait, y'all picks on uh, chicken wings? Mm. Got a hint? That's our <laughs> guess. We were both wrong last week, so actually this is uh, and last week we had Korean barbecue for anyone who's still listening who cares. What's up, Joey? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a sad week, guys. This is the first week we had the repeat uh, flavor. No, Ooh, a repeater. We have a chance. We have a repeat flavor. We've had it before. What are you going with? Well, are we going to get a hint? On the hint is our repeater, so I think we should go off of that. That's, that's, that's a pretty, a pretty good, good one. hint. Thank you, Zach. Mango habanero. I hope it's mango habanero. I like mm. that one. I like where your head's at, but I just want to be different. I'm going to go with the hatch, hatch chili. Oh, the hatch chili. The hatch green chili hatch one. green chili was good, too. That's what I'm going to go with. Uh, either way, well, check us out last, next send week. Us, send us your picks on the chicken wings. Check back next week to either find out. Either one would be so good. I'm so excited to find out. But thank you guys so much for listening. Next week, we will not be... We will still be on SoundCloud. We'll, we'll post but we will that. be live. But we will be live check on HayesCountyRadio.com. HayesCountyRadio.com. That'll be Tuesday... Sometime between 7 and 7.30, we'll let you guys know on social media. Stay tuned. We'll let you know. Guys, my co-host, Zach Chandonet, our awesome producer. Awesome producer. Kicked ass this week. Spare me. Zach Ballard. I'm your host, Spencer Spillman. We're out. Cheers. This party is officially over. <laughs>